Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight's episode is all talking about superheroes. Uh, so let's see. I've got Tim Arnold, Mike Darlin, and Dante Serechia. Did I get that? Yeah, Dante, Dante, whatever. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, I knew I was close. <laughs> no, you're good. You're right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked to have all three of you guys on here. I've never talked to... Uh, any of you guys on StartCast, and so this is really cool to do a group episode with all new voices. So first off, you know, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your schedules to do this. Oh, thank you for uh, having us. Or me, anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My my schedule is jam-packed with nothing, so this is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys being cool with uh, recording kind of late also. I I tend to record um, schedule these kind of late to just make it work with the family schedule, and I know with uh, with you guys on the East Coast that puts it a little bit later for you. So, yeah, nah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, because I I never get time to really. <laughs> yeah, oh, I barely have enough time to record my own podcast, let alone do anybody else's, and I've already done one earlier today. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're killing it on the podcast today, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think we can, uh, start off and I'm just going to go left to right as you guys showed up in my, <laughs> on my Skype screen here. So, uh, uh, Tim, let's start with you. Um, what, what was your first introduction into superheroes? Like be it either comic books, movies, TV shows, whatever. Well, I lost you guys. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it still cutting in and out a bit for you? Oh man! Oh no! Oh man! All right, I think I, I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so what I'd asked him was, uh, what was your first introduction to superheroes? You know, uh, pretty much any medium, be it movies, TV, um, comic books. Uh, I was fortunate enough to grow up with the uh, '90s Spider-Man and '90s X-Men, um, so I was kind of introduced that way. Um, and then, of course, all of the big superhero movies come out. I wasn't that into comic books. Uh, and then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was really curious about where they came from. So that's what really got me into comic books. And then just branched off from there into a bunch of mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Mike, same question. Yeah, so my, uh, my dad was the one who got me into, uh, into superheroes and then later into comics, he uh, he grew up in a little small podunk town, and would get hand-me-down comics from all the all the other kids in town. And uh, he he would t- he he told me about like this this massive collection that he had, and he had like Spider-Man number one, and and just nice. all these yeah like like these golden era comics that his mom threw away. Oh <laughs> just, no. Yeah, it was one of those stories. Yeah, it's, I it's hate pretty, those stories. <laughs> it's pretty heartbreaking. Um, oh, I just thought it was a bunch of junk. Well, <laughs> millionaire, thanks, mom. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, so yeah, he would just basically tell me these comics, just you know, just from his memory. And uh, so I would I would listen to those growing up, and then you know, watching like the Amazing Spider Man on TV. The uh, the animated cartoon, uh, and then you know just all the movies that came out. 
but uh, recently I, I've gotten really big back into the DC comics. Uh, I kind of fell off with the new 52. I wasn't a huge fan of those, but with this rebirth, uh, I guess, arc, uh, I've, I've really gotten back in into collecting those again. And so that's, that's, that's it for me. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Um, so Dante, I know you are huge into him. I mean, you got your own podcast with super boob tube dudes where you talk the TV shows and whatnot with it. So what was your introduction to it? Uh, it's very similar to, uh, uh, you other guys. Um, as a kid, it all started with Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters and all that stuff. And it just kind of worked its way into the animated Batman series, Spider-Man, X-Men, Always look forward to those Saturday mornings or Sunday or whatever they were coming on. And then um, I remember vividly going to see uh, the movie X-Men with my dad and my brother. And then that was like a 2000. And a couple of years later, um, Spider-Man w- came out in theaters. And I purchased my first comic book. uh um, with my own money at the movie theater because our local comic shop set up a booth in the theater and was selling stuff for you know everyone who was coming to see Spider-Man because it was like a huge thing. It was the first Spider-Man movie ever, and uh, that was kind of like my first uh, my first foray into comics with my own money. Now there was um, there was a DVD of the old Spider-Man. Uh, cartoons, not the old Spider-Man cartoons, but the 90s Spider-Man cartoons. And in the DVD, um, there was like a little uh, flyer to fill out and get a free book, a free comic from Marvel. And so I sent that in and then I got Ulta. I got three issues of any title that I wanted and I got Ultimate Spider-Man 10, 11, and 12. And those four the comic that I got in the movie theater and those three books were the first four books I've ever uh, I, I, I got and started collecting. And then I was always going over to that comic shop all the time. And that's just kind of how I went in. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, I think my first real introduction into like with collectibles and stuff would have been with the Marvel trading cards way back. I in the wish day. I would have collected that stuff. Oh, I, I went nuts several months ago and went up overhead in my garage. I've got a bunch of storage totes up there and was crawling around on my hands and knees through the ceiling joists up there, looking through totes, trying to find them. I checked every <laughs> damn, I checked 23 totes up there and I didn't find them. <laughs> oh no. I came down. You, know, just, you, you never scrounge like so bad and so hard for stuff that you like feel nostalgic for. Uh, you know, it's great. <laughs> it's yeah. a great feeling, but it sucks when you can't find it. <laughs> well, it's, I, I spent all that time and effort looking, and then I got on eBay, and I could have just bought the whole set, which I didn't even have the complete <laughs> set. I could have bought it all for like 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, so wow. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just buy them at some point again. <laughs> you'll move You'll move one day, and you'll be like, God damn it, there they are. <laughs> yeah, then I'll probably find them, right? <laughs> That's how it is. But uh, so I I went and saw all the movies. Like I remember that first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie when that came out, and um, I thought that was awesome. And it really wasn't until Batman Begins that it really pushed me to the point where then I went out and I started buying Batman graphic novels, and I went totally baller on that and like filled up a whole bookshelf with nothing but Batman. 
And uh, then it wasn't until Rebirth when I started branching out and getting into a lot of other characters. And then then I discovered Image Comics and and really took off. <laughs> right. Image is a life changer. It truly is. Yeah, I mean, I think when when everything started like just progressing with movies and I was always visiting the comic shop, it was uh, just a mix of everything. I mean, I would hit up – I would spend – two hours looking through every single piece of comic or graphic novel or anything on their shelves. Cause I, before I, you know, before I drove a car or had a car or anything, I would just take the bus and I'm like, I'm not going to spend 10 minutes here. I'm going to spend all as long as I can here before I go home, you know? So I'll look through every single thing they had. And if I liked it, I would remember it. If I didn't have the money for it or I'd buy it and, Oh man, I have anime, image, DC, Marvel, whatever, anything that I thought was interesting. <laughs> I remember that first time I stepped into a comic book store and just being completely overwhelmed by the amount of books on the wall and everything. Oh, yeah. I it's like I wanted to read them all, but I didn't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> they need to I'm right like there a, with you, Joe. They need <laughs> yeah. to have like a, a start here. <laughs> like a like an arrow that you follow. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just got to like, I kind of went uh <laughs> right right. Yeah, man. I I kind of went with miniseries um cuz I wanted to start with number 1s or whatever. And there were a lot more miniseries back in the day uh in the early 2000s and stuff than there are uh now, I think. Um not counting image. I mean like even like the big 2 miniseries. They don't do them anymore. And that's what I'd go for. I mean, Spider-Man here, a Punisher there, or a Thing miniseries here and that's kind of how I got introduced to the characters and then I would get, you know, the team books or the, uh, the main title books. Cause I'd be more introduced to them through the miniseries. Yeah. I love reading a good miniseries, something that you can, you know, five issues, eight issues, whatever. And then it just kind of wraps up. Right. Um, so, uh, Tim, what is, do you have a favorite superhero? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Flash, without a doubt. <laughs> I was going to guess if it was the Flash. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, he embodies everything I could ever want to be. So, he's, um, I don't know, I'm really into true crime and that type of stuff, so him um, solving crimes on, you know, as Barry Allen and then doing it as the Flash, it's just, uh, I like how he's a good guy, but he's not afraid to bend the rules. Um but when I first started getting into comics, I was a big Captain America guy. Um, I had the three trades from the Ed Brubaker stuff that was phenomenal. Um, but I wanted somebody that wasn't so um, goody two-shoes, you know, that was always just one way. I like how the Flash and Barry Allen, they can see um, uh, different points of view. Um, I just recently started getting into Wally West, so... Um, I'm liking what I'm reading so far. Excellent. Do you have a favorite uh, story arc for the Flash? Um, that's tough because uh, probably Rebirth, and then of course the new stuff is incredible. The gods, the new Rebirth, is, or uh, the old well, Rebirth? When the old Rebirth, when they brought Barry back. Um, nice. But it's right there right now with the new Rebirth type of stuff that God's be run was incredible yeah i love what joshua williamson has been doing with the flash 
recently. And uh, that original Rebirth that uh, that was Jeff Johns, I believe, that wrote that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. What a great book. I mean, if you want to pick up a Flash book and you just you're not you don't have much history with the character or anything. I mean, talk about getting a deep dive <laughs> in a single trade, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. The, uh, the artwork, the writing, everything is just incredible. It's a great story. And it was a great way to bring him back. That's awesome. Um, Mike, uh, what is your favorite superhero? Who is your favorite superhero? Yeah, so I have a... My favorite is... I got to go with Tim on this with The Flash. Um, Oh, excellent. But then... Yeah, but I have... So... I have... The Flash is my favorite. But then if you put The Flash and The Green Lantern together, then they (laughs) become my favorite. Like, if you can embody them and, you know, like... Because they do so many arcs together and they have so many, so many stories together. And just the the way that they they fit and they have this you know bond and friendship and it's just it's it's just really cool to to read and progress through but standalone is, is definitely the flash absolutely do you have a favorite story arc oh yeah it's a flashpoint oh yeah that's a good yeah. one yeah i'm i'm waiting i know that you know yeah they're doing the flash it's the flashpoint and for dc <laughs> movies and you know they, they're just calling it flashpoint just because it's got the name Flash in it because you know it's not going to be anything like the Flashpoint story arc. But I just I want to see them do that movie, and I want to see them cast somebody just completely badass as like Thomas Wayne. Oh yeah, as a Thomas Wayne Batman. Like, it's got to be Jeffrey Dean Morgan, man. I, I was just going to ask about. <laughs> yeah, that. it's got to be. It's got to be. I can see that. So yeah, that's that's that. And then uh, I guess my second favorite story arc. Is uh is Blackest Night? I don't know if y'all have read that one before. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I've only uh, started that one. I need to. It was it was pretty thick. I need to get all the trades bought. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long process uh, with all that Green Lantern stuff. I mean, starting with the Sinestro Core War and everything, it's it's <laughs> it's a lot of books, but it's definitely worth it. It's so much fun. Yeah, I'm actually reading through just the the main arc right now again. Just because I enjoyed it so much, but it's, 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 I mean, it's super dark. It's super, super, yeah. it's, it's pretty dark and in heavy. Um, so yeah. Does it make sense to read as a story if you just stick to the main arc? Oh yeah. 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 It makes, there's, there's a few holes where you're like, what? But it overall, the content is there to where it, yeah, usually with those, those too much. Right. Usually with those main events, you can pretty much just read the main event um, but if you're following the, like, the actual characters and every character that's kind of involved, then it's, it's, it is best to read everything. I, I'm a completist like that. Um, I mean, if, if I'm way out of the loop, like I haven't really read much of the big two or anything in like a year. Um, so reading in a whole event is fine, but if you want to know everything about the characters, if you're following every single character, you like, you know, uh, this Green Lantern, that Green Lantern, and or that Red Lantern, or whatever, then reading, uh, reading all the trades is is kind of cool because it fills all those gaps of everybody's storyline, and I, I find that to be a lot of fun, especially if you go back and you want to catch up on on this whole arc. I mean, you can find reading orders for so many different 
uh, events for all the tie-ins, and I find that a lot of fun. Just just collecting everything or figuring out what to read in what order. Uh, that's kind of a, a, a thing I like to do a lot. Awesome. Um, what w- or who would be your favorite superhero? Um, I think. I mean, overall, I think Spider-Man is is my favorite. Um, I lean heavily a lot toward Green Lantern and Batman and the DC stat, DC side. Uh, but I really love uh, Spider-Man, and specifically like the '90s era, married to Mary Jane and first appearance of Venom stuff. That's some of the the best, <laughs> some of the best Spider-Man stories and art that you could probably read, in my opinion. I definitely need to read more Spider-Man books. He's a a character that I've always found interesting. And when when Jordan and I started doing the comic cast, I read pretty much all the Marvel books that it were, you know, going out current at that time. And mm-hmm. none of the Spider-Man titles really grabbed me, but I've heard a lot of people say that the older Spider-Man stuff is excellent and Ultimate Spider-Man is really excellent. Uh Ultimate Spider-Man was really good. Um uh Bendis really spent a lot of time on creating that universe through Spider-Man because that was the first book um, along with the Ultimates to kind of create that universe. Um, But yeah, the older 90s, late 80s and uh, I mean, all the old, old, old stuff, even the Stan Lee stuff in the in the days, it's a lot of heavy reading, but it's a lot of really good introductory stuff. you know, stuff to to a lot of villains and a lot of characters that are still around today, and I, I find that really cool because I think I think Spider Man may have the most characters introduced. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, I I think that he has the most characters that were ever introduced in his series that have joined you know the whole universe. Uh, they all most of them came from his his series, uh, or like the Avengers or something like that, but. So many villains and so many characters. It's it's really interesting, and I've, I've I think that he's probably the most tragic superhero of uh, <laughs> of, of of the Marvel universe, and I find that very interesting as well because so much death and shit. But he 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 takes it with jokes, and it's it's crazy. All right, on, um, yeah. So it's probably not surprising. My favorite is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> just because uh-huh. I, I feel like I've read the most uh, of all the comics I've read. I've read the majority would be Batman stories. And I, I like that he's just kind of this regular guy. I mean, really, he's the only regular guy on the Justice League, right? I mean, I, you, an argument could be made that Hal Jordan is as well, because he's kind of depending on alien tech. But, you know, it's just quite different. But the uh, the detective aspect of him, the... Uh, just all the different gadgets and stuff. And, and I was probably also really influenced by the fact that I watched the 1989 Batman over and over on VHS (laughs) when I was a kid. (laughs) So that probably rubbed off on me quite a bit. And, you know, especially my first introduction to that character would have been the, the 1966 Batman. And I watched that movie quite a bit growing up because my local library had it. And so I could just ride my bike down there and check it out. And uh, it really opened my eyes to what that character could be when I watched 1989 Batman. And then I started to fall off as Joel Schumacher took those over. And even before I'd ever read Dark Knight Returns, you know, I I understood that 
all these freaking neon colors should not be in Batman. It's just, it was, it, it just seemed a little grotesque to me. But then when, when I watched Batman Begins, it kind of relit my fire for the character. And I was old enough to then go and buy the books myself. And that's when I really started to understand the character. And then, you know, I, I really liked uh, The Dark Knight, um, more so for the Joker performance in it. But I, I do feel that as those Nolan movies went on, you know, and then with me reading so many of the comics beforehand, like I, I kind of started to feel disillusioned with those movies a bit just because my understanding of the character through the comics had, had um, gotten so much stronger. I'd have to agree with you, especially with uh, Rises. <laughs> I, I I commend what they were doing with Rises. Um, I, I don't think they fully hit the mark on it. Um, I, I thought it was really cool that they were adding in elements of No Man's Land as well right. as um, the um, uh, Night's End storyline with the broken bat and all that. Right. Um, but uh, <laughs> and, and I do like Tom Hardy. But, weakest yeah. of the trilogy <laughs> i i would say so i mean i think that the, the problem that batman batman uh or was it uh dark knight rises had was that it could have been a movie for any hero character it ne- didn't necessarily need to be a, a batman movie it just didn't feel like a batman film to me it felt like that you could have cut and pasted any hero in there or any you know hero type protagonist character and it could have been the same movie with with heath ledger passing they had no chance of of um doing better than the dark knight well i mean even if he didn't pass would they would just i mean it's not like they were going to bring the joker back in the third one anyway would would, would you think so oh why not the success you know, why not have a cameo or something? But even if they didn't, they picked a right. character in Bane that, I mean, everybody's impression of Bane is from Batman and Robin, where I don't even want to get into that because that's just <laughs> a bunch of, bunch of bullshit. Um, but it, not a very popular character, as popular as the Joker, but I just think they set themselves up for failure. I don't, I don't think that movie could have held up to the Dark Knight. Even you take the Joker out, the writing, the acting, every everything in that movie is just perfect. What ruined it for me was at the very fucking end when uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, yeah, the chick's like, you should use your real name. I like that. Or is it like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's Robin. Oh, yeah, God. a bunch of bullshit. Cause they weren't fucking, going anywhere just, with that. Just fucking just end it. <laughs> just fucking stop God. it was all throwaway crap yeah we all know that's where it was fucking going okay you don't have to be like oh hey by the way if you didn't know this was gonna be robin yeah we all I know. fucking knew <laughs> i know the but it was never gonna Jeez. be fucking robin that's the thing that, yeah i know yeah. but it's like it's like come on it's like that's like with spider-man being like my friends call me mj even though my <laughs> fucking name doesn't even have mj in it <laughs> God. They should have had Joseph Gordon-Levitt holding an Easter egg while he said that. <laughs> I mean, that's See, the only I, way they could have made I, it more obvious. Spider- <laughs> holding a Robin egg. I think the Spider-Man can kind of get away with it because it's not the last movie in the trilogy. So they can they can kind of keep going with that MJ thing. But just throwing that at the very end of, of Rises was like, 
what? <laughs> so like, come on. It was like five years. We were like, oh, we're going to see a Robin or Nightwing movie. Are we going to see this? Like for five years, everyone was talking about this, and then there was just nothing. Until Let's, we cock had, uh, Let's cock tease. Let's cock tease all the fans. <laughs> Do you know what I think the biggest failing in a lot of these superhero movies is, is that they kill off the villain. Don't yes. do that. Yeah, that's why I'm glad we stuck around. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. It is because it's dumb because in comic books everybody always comes back. Right. You know, it's it's just dumb. And not only do they kill the villains, but they spend zero time trying to make you realize why he's a villain. It's everybody wants to just kill everybody. That's it. Well, that's why I think. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, man. Um, no, I was, just, I was just saying that I think that's why I think Vulture was such a great villain because we got to know him very intimately as viewers. And that, that's why, um, I mean, Joker was because he didn't die. But I mean, the, you know, Heath Ledger died, but the character did not. And then with Spider-Man, you can kind of get away with Green Goblin dying because that literally happened in the comics and he comes back. But then... To kill off uh, Doc Ockin, too, was just like, really? You're just going to let him drown? Like, come on. <laughs> I, 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 I do have issue with certain villains dying, but some, it's okay. Like, 89 Batman, it works as a solo film with that movie for some reason. But it still kind of sucks, too. I mean, we know in retrospect, we're not going to get any more of those Keaton movies, so it's it's fine now, but at the time, you're like, oh, man, they killed Joker off, and it, it just makes you feel weird about where these movies could go, and especially in 89, you didn't know any of these movies were going to get sequels, or we're going to see more, or anything like that. I mean, the only thing we've ever seen before then was all those Superman movies, so uh, but now, in a world we live in today, all these movies we have to kill off these villains is such a disservice to the story and the fans. It's it's just not fair. You kill off uh, Ronan in a uh, fucking dance off. <laughs> well, is he dead or can he come back? I kind of like the idea of those characters coming back with what we're you know seeing with the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff. I don't, I don't think we're ever well, getting Red Skull back. And that's a damn I know shame. Where I back. <laughs> That dude wants nothing to do with superhero movies. Yeah. Um, one thing that popped into my head when you were talking about Michael Keaton there, what mm. would you think of him playing Thomas Wayne in a Flashpoint movie? Uh, I mean, I think I would rather see him play Bruce again in a Batman Beyond movie rather than Thomas Wayne. Oh, I like that. That's a badass idea. Yeah, I think that'd be a little... To okay, you're you've already used him once for Batman, so right. Just keep him as Bruce. You know, yeah. you don't have to have him a. You don't have to make him an alternate universe Batman. I think it would just be weird, especially for fans, because he's so popular as Batman. To completely make him a different character and say he is dad from a different universe would just be way too confusing to casual viewers. Okay, um, I get what you're saying there. You know what I mean. But I think he would just be cooler as old Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and, and then like, because Thomas Wayne is is definitely not as old as uh, Keaton is now. So Keaton would, I don't know, playing that 
the age that I don't know. Maybe I guess he played the dad type in Spider Man, but he just I don't know. I think he looks a little bit too old for uh, a regular uh, like uh, early forties or whatever. Thomas, I I don't think I could buy him as a Thomas Wayne. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I love Keaton. I love Keaton Batman, but I, I really do enjoy the Ben Affleck Batman. That grizzled, just older. It's different from what we've seen um, on any screen of yeah. Batman. You know, I just think they uh, write better for him. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. I mean, he seems like he's phoning it in, especially in Justice League. But I mean. <laughs> there seems to be it like there's the Superman curse, but there also seems to be a Batman curse for anybody that takes that role on just gets sick of it so quickly. And I, I think Keaton was able to escape that. Uh, thankfully, I mean, oh, he, thank God. He, uh, I mean, he knew that, like, I got to get out of here. I mean, nothing's going to happen with this third movie and Tim Burton. And I want to get as far away from this character as possible. So I'm not typecast. I was already typecast as this comedy actor. And I don't want to be Batman forever either. And he branched out. And it kind of didn't work until later in his career. But hey, Multiplicity is a badass movie, man. That was way before Batman. I I love Multiplicity. No, Multiplicity wasn't way before Batman, right? Yeah, that was after. It was 87 or something. Yeah, way after. No, no, Multiplicity was a 90s movie. Yeah, was in the 90s, man. Really? Way after Batman. That was way after Batman. He killed it in that fucking movie, though. Um, I thought it was before. I will still randomly say, she touched my Pepe, Steve. (laughs) Right? Exactly. That fucking movie is incredible, man. I haven't seen this so long. Did it bother? good movie. Anybody else that they made uh, Alfred like seem way too young for how I, old yeah, Ben Affleck was? The same age as freaking Bruce. I know. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm like, in the the new one, the new yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, no, yeah. Because like in in the Dark Knight and all that, you know, choosing Michael Caine, who looks old as shit. Oh, he is old as shit. But you know, just <laughs> just just the age difference between him and Christian Bale. Is a lot know. more evident than yeah. I because like in it. I kind of digged the new Alfred. I mean, military I, style badass. Like he could fuck like, you up. Like I dig the new Alfred, but but was I he mean, though, he's... or was he just standing there talking? Yeah, he was. Look at him. He's in military like... boots, man. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's the like... boots, but no acting. Yeah, he's got the I boots. Th- he's definitely got military training. I think. <laughs> I think the age gap between Jeremy Irons and. Ben Affleck is like 27 years or something. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many 27 year old butlers are out there. You know. <laughs> uh, well, his whole family. Uh, there's what is it? In, I don't know if it's Court of Owls or something. You find out that Alfred's like whole past family has been working with the Waynes, so like he was kind of born into it. There's either a, way, man. Either way, Jeremy Irons, fucking Alfred will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. Interested in? Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's okay, man. Uh, <laughs> That's the way uh, Skype ones go with a group. <laughs> you know, if if you guys are at all interested in like the Alfred stuff or like that history, um, there is a great comic. It's called Detective Twenty Seven, and it is basically Alfred's uh, history. He's before- fucking shit up. Yeah, before he kind of joins the Waynes in his journey into 
uh, into that family. And it's like all this MI6 stuff. And he's like a secret spy called basically Detective 27 or whatever, or Agent 27. But yeah, it's called Detective 27. It's a great, great graphic novel. I, I suggest you guys read it if you're into the. I was. Uh, I was, I was afraid you were going to go tell me to go watch fucking Gotham or something. No. Go- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Hey, that outfit's pretty badass, too. That show sucks, so. That episode does not suck at all. <laughs> I can't so stand cool. that show, man. <laughs> I, was, I, I knew if Gotham came up, this was going to happen. <laughs> I liked the first season. And then first season the first was good. Season, that, I, was I was like, like this show's oh crap. No, it's... <laughs> oh man, it's it's so opposite. It's no, so it's much crap. You know? <laughs> man, why why don't you what, like is this, though? Dante? Is this Dante? Is this you? Yeah, because you you support Fear the Walking Dead is a better show than Walking Dead. So, oh, it totally is. Especially no, <laughs> it is. No, you're you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> but have you watched it to know? Now, Jeremy Irons, Alfred's going to come over and whoop your ass. <laughs> okay. All right. I think the, uh, the the Alfred from the Schumacher films would probably kick Jeremy Irons' ass. Oh, oh no, come no, on. no. Come on. Rest in peace, that guy, man. I was just watching <laughs> Batman Forever earlier, and I'm like, that fucking Alfred, man. Nobody, he didn't do nothing wrong. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of going back to Badass Alfred, though. uh, Has anybody been reading the Rebirth All-Star Batman run that's been coming out? I have not. I've read the first two. Okay, so there was a story arc just recently called First Ally, and it dealt with when Alfred was younger. And it was pretty damn cool. And And he's uh, a badass, right? Oh, he was a total badass in it. Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And uh, that's Scott Snyder, too. So if you like New 52 Batman, all um, I would say that All-Star Batman and Rebirth, it's if you try and read it issue to issue, it can be somewhat confusing because it's like you'll read the first four issues and every single one, you're like, what in the fuck is happening here? And then the fifth one will kind of clench it all together. So it's like, man, this would have been so much better to just read as a trade. It has saved me four months of confusion leading up to this. It's so gotta, weird that those are like $2 more than the initial... Or nothing issue than the other trade, you know? Oh, but it has a thicker cover stock. That's worth two extra dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then it's but then it but but it has five more of fucking Wonder Woman turning into goddamn what's it called? Oh, that fucking Snickers ad that's in yeah, here. Fucking Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, fucking Snickers oh, ad. <laughs> Eat a Snickers doomsday. Doomsday, you're not you when you're fucking hungry (laughs) dude i'll tell you what the first few times that i would see those ads i'd be like well because i think the ones yeah because it starts off with flash and superman right because it's a two-page ad and so you turn the page and you're like oh shit flash and superman are in this book yeah it's a fucking ad This is why I like trades, <laughs> right? <laughs> I only buy trades. I don't. I can't do single issues. I hate the fucking wait. Yeah, I know. It's like having like a favorite TV show that can feel agonizing to wait for a week. It's like, yeah, do that with a comic book, and you're gonna wait a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd rather wait. I don't. I try not to get in it. I wait for like The Walking Dead. 
I wait for. I don't read any spoilers. Uh, I'm really into the new Flash Rebirth, so I don't check spoilers on that and Saga and I don't know. I have so many trades that if I had single issues, I'm afraid my wife would just be very angry at me. I I haven't bought a single issue of a comic in a while. It seems I just haven't been to the comic shop in such a long time. I have twenty. The trades on, on Amazon list. are so cheap. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the latest thing I've been reading, I was reading a, a Seven to Eternity. Um, that's an image comic. It's like a fantasy sort of. Uh, it's like image a western book. Uh, sort of, kind of. I, I mean, it's like a fantasy it's western. More, yeah, it's a little bit more fantasy than western, but it does have those elements in the art. Yep. Um, and what else was I reading? Uh, Mark Miller's Jupiter's Circle and Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, I've heard those, those are good. They are very good. No, yeah, they are. They are a lot of fun. If someone were to jump into those Jupiter books, where does it start? Start in Jupiter's Circle. There's two books. There's two trades of Jupiter's Circle. And so far, there's two trades of Jupiter's Legacy. And that's all. Um, you could start at Jupiter's Legacy first, but you won't really understand why things are happening or who or who. Jupiter's Circle is these people who are superheroes in, say, like, the 60s, 70s or whatever and then Legacy is like 2020 2000 whatever uh, in the future and it's their grandkids or their their, their sons and daughters and stuff oh, hey, and if, it, you, yeah. if, you got, if you got like nine people together and read Jupiter Circle would it be a Jupiter Circle jerk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I got a, I got a question since we're yes. talking superheroes. Sure. What makes a superhero? Because I don't consider Batman a superhero. Oh, okay. Like uh, uh, Batman okay. to me is a vigilante. So what defines a superhero? Do they have to have super powers? I think they have to have... Yes, I think they have... In my opinion, I think they have to have super powers or say like Green Lantern, uh, a, a, a powered object that gives them power. Yeah. Um, like so Batman doesn't because nothing gives him power. Um and like a super suit, I guess counts like and is in Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, but um I mean Batman I think may be the lowest form of high tier superheroes, if that makes sense. Well there's, gr- um, there's, gr- there's Green Arrow. Well yeah, Green Arrow. Yeah, I don't know if fucking, is a superhero. Fucking Hawkeye. Like yeah, yeah, I, I have no Hawkeye does kind of have a superpower, though, doesn't he? I've heard confl- – and this might be a good question for you, Dante, or, or Mike, you guys that yeah. might have the older um, Marvel history on this. But does Hawkeye have a superpower? Because I've heard, I've heard it both ways. Um, I, I think that Hawk uh, – is it Hawkeye or is it – well, um in the well, in the, see, I'm not sure now. This is interesting because I I know that in the Ultimate books, Hawkeye was just a extremely skilled archer uh, mercenary assassin, and then he joined the Ultimates. But the original Hawkeye, I think he was just a expert marksman, and it was just something that he had learned. And then you have Green Arrow, who was just an 
excellent marksman that he was self-taught. I don't think they have powers um, that like unnatural or supernatural powers that gave them these abilities. Um, I think it was just like it was just trained or learned. Okay. See, I thought I, I mean, heard it. That, I, 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 I thought that I had heard that Hawkeye had like a mutant power or something like that to where he couldn't miss. Uh, but I could be wrong there because I don't remember where I heard it. I can't cite a source. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if if so, I I've never heard of that. I don't know. He misses an Age of Ultron. Quicksilver grabs that <laughs> shit real quick. <laughs> My kids love superhero movies, and they're not even stoked on that movie. It got to the point where, when that was on like HBO Go or something like that, and they were like, "Do we have to?" Watch it's this not again? that bad. It's not that bad. I mean, uh, for me, I've only been a um, comic follower probably the past four or five years. And I'm not that big, and I was really in the beginning big into superheroes, and now I kind of branched out. I'm, I'm a really big image guy. Um, I so I don't come in with knowing the whole history of every character the way some people do. So I view those movies, and I'm like, "Fuck, that was an entertaining movie." You know, Age of Ultron. It, it's not an Academy Award winner, but you know, <laughs> I liked it. I like all. Yeah. I like them all. I have to agree. I mean, it's it's definitely not horrible, and it's definitely not great. Um, it is kind of middle of the road, in my opinion. A lot of cool stuff does happen, but at the end of the day, it just seems like a a, a new skinned version of the first Avengers with a death at the end. Yeah, um, but it's a it's a fucking entertaining movie. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm Throw definitely not saying it's, just, it's not that um, spoilers. It's, Spoilers. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Age of Ultra and you're pissed that we just spoiled it, fucking please you email me so I can personally tell you to shut the fuck up. You didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well done, dude. Well done. <laughs> um, so nah, here might I mean, be. I, I, just, I was oh, going to say this go. might be a little bit controversial, but I would say I would say that I found Justice League to be more entertaining of a movie that I would want to watch again over Age of Ultron. However, I love Justice, Justice League, League also had a lot more problems with it than Age of Ultron, but for some reason, it could just be that my love of DC characters carried me through that. But, yeah. I yeah. I, I, I fucking love Justice League. I've watched it three times. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. I, I don't think I'll ever see it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I, was, I can't and argue it with you, man. I totally understand. <laughs> And I, mean, I, I, I haven't say- paid once to see that, so I should say it. I haven't paid once to see the movie. <laughs> and I love the fact that HD, the HD version leaked pretty early on. Um, but I mean, I I hated the Flash in that movie. I like mm-hmm. I love Ben Affleck as Batman as that grizzled old, ready to hang it up type. Um, but because he is. I, I just, I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. If I paid money for it, I'd probably feel a little differently, I guess. <laughs> ben, ben, Affleck, ben Affleck is playing himself as playing Batman. Right, right. <laughs> Stop it. He's ben like, Affleck is the man. He's like, after this, I'm done. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. time to get in the character. After this, I'm done. That's the curse. That's the curse. <laughs> I can't keep a Batman more than, like, what? Uh, what's the longest? Three movies? I guess the same could be said with Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, well, then you have 
that's my, my problem with Flash in in the fucking Justice Rangers. League. You'll play it forever. <laughs> it's like the people that made Justice League saw uh, Civil War and said, "We need a funny character like Spider Man." So Flash, yeah, you take that role. Do, do it you know was what, terrible. What mistake I think they made with the Flash was they should have just written it in as Wally West because Wally West exactly. has always been 100%. The, the jokey Flash, and in that that had been perfect. Yeah. And, you know, don't even mention anything about Barry Allen in Justice League. It's not important yet. And maybe just cover that sort of stuff in a Justice League movie. Yeah, leave Barry Barry Allen on the TV show and bring in Wally West. It should have been Wally West from the beginning. And even if they wanted to do Flashpoint with Wally West, I wouldn't be that that upset. I love that storyline. I love um, Barry Allen Flash, but even if they changed it to Wally West Flashpoint to reboot everything, I wouldn't be that upset. They just—that's yeah. th- not the Barry Allen that anybody right. wants. And you know what would have been really cool though? I mean, if it was Barry Allen that did the Flashpoint, I mean, if it was Wally West that did the Flashpoint and brought Barry Allen into the universe, that would be awesome. They so need that a would be Barry Allen. It, yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't scream Barry Allen. He screams Wally West. Yeah, I mean, that, like completely, one hundred percent. Yeah, and, and the thing about Ben Affleck, I mean, I, I felt as much as I didn't like either uh, BVS or Justice League, he he was a lot better as Batman in BVS. He's in my, not a bad Batman. No, no, he, I'm not, I never have said I've always been in the you know Ben Affleck Batman camp. I I thought it was a great casting, and he's a great actor, and he knows and loves Batman. I just think that they're not writing for this character right, and no, not they're not at all. doing the no. character justice. He's not a detective Batman. Um, just so too many choices and too many cooks in the kitchen. I think that were not very good for that character which i guess they're weaning out now uh articles have been coming right. out about how they're they're changing everything over over there um yeah they're fucked <laughs> they really are yeah. I, I, I mean they they lost me at jared leto joker i'm like oh, oh, no, that's fucked that yeah. was fucking god awful an abomination <laughs> to the character i think but yeah talk about getting raised expectations from the trailers that first time i saw him and he was holding those shock paddles in that trailer and he was saying you know i'm not gonna kill you yeah. i'm just gonna hurt you really really bad i remember being out out climbing and telling one of my friends about that trailer because he hadn't seen it and dude, i got goosebumps telling him about it and then when i actually saw the movie i was like oh what a letdown <laughs> yeah i mean there's yeah. some there was some good scenes and interesting things that they did with the character i think the gangster aspect was cool and it works for joker i just don't think that it was at all executed as well as it could have been no you say it damaged my view on the joker right yeah yeah you cannot follow up heath ledger's joker with an abomination like that that's that i mean has that even been been seen in comics that, that type of joker the tattoos it's, all yeah, over the been, face. Um, well, not that specifically, but there has been the gangster style Joker like that, which I'm all for. Um, but that type, yeah. his type of gangster type Joker was just right. 
uh, you know, holding the hand up with a smiley face. It's like, no, I'm yeah. not buying it. I'm not buying it. Yeah, and they kind of jumped the Suicide Squad there. in. I'd- well, and the thing I think that they really made a mistake on was was basically saying that Batman and Joker have this history that we've never, ever, ever seen because, I mean, Batman has been is well past his prime at this point. And it doesn't feel at all like they have this history aside from the scene in uh, in Suicide Squad when he's on the car and Joker and Harley are in the car. I mean, and Batman knocks out Harley Quinn with a fist to the face. Yeah, it was like it, it just didn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. It just didn't yeah. feel fluid. And it felt like Jared Leto, even though he is around the same age as Ben Affleck, he still felt like he was like 15 years younger than Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, yeah. And he's a phenomenal it, actor. I just don't I don't buy him as a Joker. Like I can't do it. Yeah, I could I could take him doing that, but not without the tattoos or, you know, not with the tattoos that that yeah. made it so weird yeah. to me. And even in the trailers, I was like, I, I, can, I can get past that. I can get past it. <laughs> but then with everything else that train wrecked in that movie, it was. Yeah. And, and like I was just saying, dude, I liked Justice League. <laughs> and so it isn't like you can look at me. I, I for, do, too. For, I do, dude. No, I <laughs> love best I love opinions Justice on shit. But <laughs> I, I love Justice League for the simple fact it was amazing seeing those characters on the big screen like that working together as many flaws as there was wonder woman is the best part of that movie for sure agree i mean i really liked aquaman as well i mean he kind of crushed his scenes that he was in (laughs) he did a good job yes you know for for an aquaman that looks that different i would love to see that aquaman at odds with wonder woman in a flashpoint movie i think it would be really awesome because they're such polar opposites um yeah i love that i do like that aquaman as as bad as an actor that he has been in other things in the past he really did a good job as aquaman uh, acting wise i mean he pulled his lines off he was funny when he was supposed to be funny uh you know he was he was cool action-packed i mean it sucked seeing that same damn uh a parademon surf a thousand times in the trailer. Yeah. It it all it all still, you know, it worked for, for his character, I think. Who thought we'd be sitting here going, Jason Momoa makes a good awful man. <laughs> I feel like they did that in the trailer just to numb everybody to it. Uh maybe. <laughs> like they even they were probably like, Yeah, it was probably a bad move on our end. Let's just get people so used to it that they don't care when the movie comes around. I, I think he did a good job. It prompted a yeah, lot like, of shit talking. Aqua, Dro- Aqu- <laughs> Aqua Drogo. I mean, they I mean, really Aquaman's should not have put those a, scenes in that trailer. <laughs> Aquaman's a ridiculous character, character to begin with. So if they brought somebody out there, you know, with the blonde hair, all buff, and, you know, I think it would have been unbelievable. Dude, <laughs> Aqu- Aquaman. Aquaman in Blackest Night is a fucking badass, though. Aquaman's <laughs> a ridiculous character. He talks to fishes. He's <laughs> does he though? Well, I don't know. Or maybe the water does the talking. Does the talking? Either way, he's just a glorified mermaid. So, <laughs> if you think of it, though, I mean, if he has dominion over the seas, 
and the seas cover what is it two thirds of the earth more than that even i mean he's pretty fucking badass i mean he should be pretty badass anyway he's he's got to get through amber heard and she don't <laughs> look like she's ready to lay down without a fight that's right <laughs> uh have have you read any of the rebirth? Ever watched the the rebirth, rebirth just real what? quick the rebirth aquaman stuff is really damn good i if you if you're into buying the trades i highly recommend it tim no, I don't think I'll ever read an Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I have, um, right I have, uh, I, my buddy, when I was really first getting into comics after uh, the big thing was Guardians, um, a buddy of mine gave me Green Lantern Rebirth by Jeff Johns, like way back. And um, I got three pages, four pages through and said, no, I'm not reading this crap either. I can't stand oh. Green Lantern. I can't stand. Really? That's a good uh, Jeff Aquaman. Johns book. Amazing. You yeah. know, I, I, I just couldn't get into it. Um, I'm trying now because a lot of my Flash books, the old um, Jeff, I have a Jeff Johns book and then the Grant Morrison and, and Mark Millar book. Um, it's a lot of Green Lantern, Kyle. Uh, Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner, uh, he's the Green Lantern at the time, but it's got me into wanting. It's got me kind of curious. I, I I would read some Green Lantern, but being a newbie, it's so hard to be like, where do I even start? Well, you Tim know? was just acting asking the same thing a couple of uh, maybe a week or so ago, right? That was Green Lantern. Um, yeah, hey, so let me uh, interrupt you guys for just a sec um, in our group chat right now. Um, Mike has got some stuff going on, and so I think he's going to have to split. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, man, I got to get going, y'all. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, no, no you're good. Oh, <laughs> hey, take crazy. care, man. <laughs> no, so, I know uh, what that's like. You, you, got a, you got a young one at home. Uh, how old is he now, dude? Too much. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it, it gets better, bro. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Hey, hey, Mike. Born a two-year-old. It gets better. I look forward to listening to it (laughs) on the podcast. What y'all talk about? Dude, thank you. Thank you so much for being on. It was it was good, and I look forward to maybe getting you on another one of these again if you're game. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man. It'd be great. Okay, right on. All right, there you go. Later, Later, dude. (laughs) Okay, sorry to interrupt you guys. There, continue, please. Ah. I think we were talking about uh, Green Lantern Rebirth and stuff. Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner and trying to – I don't know where to start with Green Lantern. I really don't know if I like the character. Um, I'm kind of weird. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. I'll watch Spider-Man movies and I don't have any Spider-Man books. Um, I I don't know. I just can't get into Green Lantern for some reason. But I want to start. I want to try something. I like the Kyle Rayner um, from the Wally West story I had with him, but I don't know where to start. Start like uh, I I think I remember telling you start at uh, if you can find uh, Volume Three, Issue Fifty. It's it's right after, um, or it's like the last part of an arc where Hal Jordan is a bad guy and then Kyle Rayner's character is introduced and it starts with him from the very very first appearance ever um, it's not a hard book to find and it's not expensive either but I'm sure you could probably either download it or whatever as well or hell mm-hmm. I, I 
I have it. I could freaking Google Drive it to you if you wanted. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I usually order on Amazon. Yeah, you could find it, and it's it's good. I mean, it's '90s, so I mean, you just be yeah. prepared for that. No, but, no, I, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's if you like Kyle Rayner, if you want to get into him, because um, he's such a different Green Lantern from everybody before he kind of you know brings the core back. That's that's uh, what I liked about him. He seemed very different than Hal Jordan, and that right. That type of thing. I, I like the Kyle Rayner stuff I have with the Flash books I have with him. And yeah, he, he's pretty cool. And uh, but yeah, if you wanted to start there, that that's a good place to start. Is like right where his first appearance is because they they it gets you know really into him and he's the Green Lantern of that book for God o- over a decade. And you don't see Hal Jordan until Green Lantern Rebirth with Jeff Johns. So. Uh, it's all Kyle Rayner for a long time. And that's a lot of people were kind of upset about that um, because they were such huge, uh, you know, how Jordan fans back in, you know, the early nineties, mm. um, Kyle Rayner was, he's such a good character. And I, I, I like his attitude. Yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty cool. He's very cool. He's, in, he's just a polar opposite of Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is like this fearless hero, whereas Kyle Rayner really had to overcome fear. And, exactly. And he goes on to be so much more as well. I mean, he goes on to be the White Lantern, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, that's really Yeah. I really like that story stuff, too. That was really good with him. Yeah. Um, my, my first Green Lantern book was that Jeff Johns Rebirth book. And oh, then, yeah. And then I went on to read a lot of the, the new Rebirth stuff because there's two different Green Lantern titles with that. And they've mm-hmm. all been really entertaining. Yeah, I uh, I don't I really don't remember. The, the, the first iteration of Green Lantern I ever read, uh, I, I know I, I read the. Uh, man, see, now I'm trying to remember. I, I know I remember reading this awesome crossover Green Lantern Aliens. I think I got for Christmas before and it was basically just it was screen lantern Kyle Rayner trying to just take it on like the xenomorph aliens. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it's a really cool little trade. And they did that a lot back in the 90s. It was kind of cool or early 2000s or whatever. And and so that, that got me interested in him. And like I said, I started the 90s stuff. And I was downloading a lot of comics back then and read them on my iPad and everything. And, um, you know, because I didn't know where to start and trying to hunt down books was too hard and having money was too hard and everything. And I was just reading stuff like straight from the 90s, like right when uh, Hal Jordan, like I like volume three. Volume three of Green Lantern was great because it got out of the crazy 70s space uh, nonsense, just terrible writing in volume two of Green Lantern. It was like late 60s to uh, or was it early 70s to like the right on the cusp of the 90s was just really bad Green Lantern writing. The DC can never pull off that cosmic type stuff yeah i mean i think now they can within the past 10 years especially yeah. the green lantern yeah. stuff but then like a night but back then it was just not very good it was just too too weird um i think the only person who could really do that back in the 60s and 70s was uh, uh jack herbie um but um but yeah the green lantern was not very good until the 90s and hal jordan was coming back and everything 
And it was fun. It was really cool. And then it was basically his downfall because, like I said, he ends up becoming the villain and being taken over completely by fear and becoming Parallax itself. And then that's when he basically destroys the whole Green Lantern Corps. And then you get introduced to uh, to Kyle Rayner. And, and it's his job to bring the core back, which is kind of cool. So I, I always liked that Green Lantern stuff. It was... It was heavy. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of really cool stuff with uh, John Stewart and Guy Gardner. Um, and I, I like the new 52 stuff they did with, with Green Lantern. That was a lot of fun, too. Um, I mean, not a lot of the new 52 was great, but I thought that was really good. Um, so if you want to ever get into that after the whole uh, Blackest Night stuff, when New 52 started after that, that was that was pretty interesting stuff in my opinion too. I may I may be way ba- way off base here, um, but uh, cosmic type stuff, uh, which is Green Lantern, um, Jim Starlin, did he ever? He never uh, touched DC and stuff. But what do you think he could have done? Because I'm a massive Jim. Jim Starlin fan. Uh, I am Warlock too. I, Thanos. I am massive. He created such a beautiful cosmic universe. What do you think he could have done with DC? I think that he could have done a lot of cool things with uh, Jack Kirby stuff with the new gods and dark side. Um, and, but I mean, cause dark side is so close to what, uh, what Thanos, uh, what, what Thanos was. I mean, he was basically Thanos was basically created after Darkseid, and my, they needed a Marvel character like Darkseid, and that was Jim Starlin's character. Um, I, I think he could have done some really cool stuff, especially with Green Lantern and and, uh, and the New Gods and everything. Um, but it just wasn't his time. He just wasn't in. You know, he wasn't in that. Uh, he just wasn't on that side, you know. I don't know what he could have done. I think it would have been very interesting, though. You know, I'd never really thought about that, but Marvel really does have a much better cosmic universe. Speaking of cosmic universes, if you're into, like, if you like the Guardians, and I know a lot of people have talked about this before. I'm not sure if you've ever heard it, but if you've if you've never read the Annihilation run, um, and, and then that... that you know, bringing those the guardians back in in Annihilation, um, and then Annihilation Conquest, the sequel, and and everything after that. That is prop, prop, that is there's no question that is the best. Other than the Thanos Jim Starlin stuff that you probably really 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 liked him, but that is the best cosmic stuff. Thanos is all in that too, but the best cosmic stuff that Marvel's ever done. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Um, when my wife, she got me Guardians of the Galaxy for Christmas. Uh, what was it? 2014, I think, when it came out. And that's what really got me in the comics and stuff. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I, I had to stop with it. I didn't like the Guardians run. And that's what got me other the than... The Guardians run uh, in, oh. in, in Annihilation in 2008 or whatever? No, it would have it. It was before that. Uh, no, uh, after that. After that, it was okay. like the newest Guardians run when the movie came out. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yes. That, that's that's not that's not all that great because no, it's it's not I good that, at all. Yeah, what I think that Marvel has a problem with, and and some of it's not bad. But some of it, I, I think, is is just 
really detrimental to the characters in, in some aspects and the story uh, is not being able to separate uh, or not wanting to separate comics and movies. Um, for so long, there's been a separation. And now that we have these movies, all they want to do is make the comics uh, like the movies or make the characters look like those those characters in the movie. And, and I think it's a, it's a problem. I, I, I think that we're, we're I mean, uh, like the newest character right now they're bringing in to the comics is uh, Tessa Thompson's um, Valkyrie. And that's totally great. Uh, I think that's cool. Um, but what happened to the other Valkyrie? You know, um, n- not to say that, you know, we need a, a, a black Valkyrie in the comics, which I mean, sure we do fine. And I have no problem with that. But what happened to that other character? Um, is this a different universe or it just, it brings too many questions and too many things that never get resolved. Uh, like we talked about Brian Michael Bendis and, and, and the ultimate universe, uh, earlier, uh, he created a whole new universe, but you know, it's different when you're trying to bring these other characters into this one universe that Marvel is now, what, you know where are these characters going, or how are how have they changed? Nothing gets answered, and Brian Michael Bendis had a terrible time trying to answer a lot of uh, of things that he brought up, and some things he just never answered. He left so many plot holes and questions in most of his stories. People got pissed off. Um, so many things are still unanswered from a lot of his writing, and it's uh, and it's not just characters or questions being answered, but like what 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 are they thinking you know why why do we need to see these movie characters the same way in the comics you know it's it's a question that i i still ask myself i don't understand they're pandering to the masses is what they're doing well well i yeah i understand that but all we need is adam warlock (laughs) that's all we need and if he doesn't show up in a i mean he's Sucks to say it's not going to be in the Avengers three, but I have. We just Adam Warlock's going to make everything better. That ties out all the cosmic stuff in. Yeah, what well, we mean, need is Adam. We Warlock. know he's coming. We know he's coming in Guardians three, but eventually. Yeah, but that's well after. Yeah, know, three and four. Yeah, I was well, hoping we'd see terrible. him in four though. They said I'm no, hoping he's in four. Yeah, they they already confirmed he's not going to be in it. No, he's going to be in it. I'm throwing okay. a challenge flag right now. <laughs> I mean, I, he's going to show I, up I, in Avengers four. He has I to. James Gunn, and he always confirms everything, especially questions like that. Uh, I I highly doubt we're going to see him until. Until Guardians Three. Well, I hate to tell you this, but me and James Gunn, we go way back. <laughs> okay. we're, we're we're mighty good friends, and he filled me in a little bit because I tried to fight with him. I was like, "You need Adam in Guardians 2. and he said, "Well, well how about we make him at the end of two, um, and then he's gonna dominate the the Marvel universe from there." Because let's face it, he's Jesus of the Marvel cosmic universe. <laughs> I I almost wonder if them leaving him out, you know, as much as we as fans of that source material of the Infinity Gauntlet want to see him in, I wonder if them leaving him out is 
almost a way of, I don't want to say giving a middle finger to the fans, but more giving, like pulling the rug out from under the fans and saying, you know, hey, you've liked these MCU movies so far. Let us show you something a little bit different here. But it does make it confusing that they threw that Easter egg at the end of Guardians 2. If How can you make have him? I mean, I don't think you make Infinity Gauntlet without Adam Warlock. (laughs) I know. He's so integral to the plot. I know what you mean, but I I do tend to believe the stuff that James Gunn says because just we can back it up with history so far that, you know, he tends to be truthful with this stuff. Well, now, what what makes us think that anything good is going to happen at the end of Avengers 4? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, is it is anything going to be resolved? Where are these characters going to go? Like, they're all going to die. Thanos, yeah, but see, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, will Thanos win, or will Thanos be stopped by uh, Adam Warlock later on after Avengers Four? I mean, will Thanos die and then death just bring him back? Like, that's the that's the question. I mean, I know Avengers Three is going to happen, and you know, it, it's, it's Infinity War or whatever. But what about Four? You know, yeah. uh, is is it just going to be Thanos? Is, is his Black Order going to be taken out in Infinity War and then it's just going to be him against everybody? Or is it just going to be him and Cap facing off or whatever or Cap die? And like, uh, it's 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 going to be watch Infinity Watch. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So do you think maybe at the end of Avengers 4 that there's going to be, you know, this uh new form of Illuminati that that's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. See like, well, are we going to get that? And and then are they going to fail? And then Adam Warlock take over the, the gauntlet and gems, or will he be part of that group? Will he be the last guy to take the last gem, you know, and, and keep it safe? Will he create the infinity watch when he's, uh, you know, when, 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 when he, you know, he's born or whatever. I or just want to see next? Adam Warlock on the big screen. That's all right. I want. Yeah. I just want some Adam yes. Warlock. <laughs> he's a very I don't care what character. he does. I don't care what he does. I'm, yeah. I'm wondering I mean, with these two Infinity War movies, if they're going to do the, you know, the Hollywood trope where we're getting this two part thing, even though they're saying it's not a two part where we're going to see this first movie end in all sorts of disaster and doom and gloom. Right. And then the next movie, we're going to see him come back. I I have a feeling that that's what they're going to do, but I hope they don't. I want to see something different. We've seen so uh, many I, of these I, movies I, now. Show me something new, you know? Can we get into spoilers for the Infinity Gauntlet comic run? Um, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. He kills everybody. <laughs> you know? I would love to see Avengers 3 end with Thanos killing everybody. It very well, very well may be that way. <laughs> you know, end them all, end them all, and then people are going to be shocked. And then you, you know, you bring Adam. Is event Guardians three has to come out before Avengers four, right? It comes out after. It that's comes out I'm, after Avengers four. I'm telling you, yeah. James Gunn said he will not appear until uh, Guardians three, and three is after Avengers four. All right, well, I'm going to have a talk. James Gunn and me, we go way back. I'm going to have a talk with him on what we're going to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I'm going to talk to the Russo brothers. We're, you know, we grew Get up sword. together. <laughs> uh, we're going to rewrite uh, Avengers 3 
to where all the everybody dies and then you know avengers 4 comes out and adam warlock comes out and just you know he's jesus <laughs> do you, you know, know what? when you talk to the Man. russo brothers please tell them that they really did something special with winter soldier <laughs> oh they did they did something special with every movie they've touched and i'm gonna tell them you know uh i appreciate your work you've done a damn good job no, I, I have a question for you, uh, for you, Tim. Have, have since you're such a huge Starlin fan and everything, have you been reading his uh, latest Thanos uh, uh, OG novels, the graphic novels? I have not. I've not. I just started Thanos, uh, the newest Thanos book, uh, the Return of Them or whatever. The Kate's um, ones. Uh, I'd have to look. It's he just came back. And he's a badass. Um, but you mean the um, you mean that individual issues, his own Thanos yeah, book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, the Jeff Lemire Thanos ones, book. and then Donnie, yeah, yeah. Donnie yes. Cates just Jeff took Lemire. it over. It, yeah. They've all been great, dude. Uh, I've, I've got all those too. I need. Uh, I got the first trade. I liked yeah, it. The first I trade was pretty um, good. Starlin, I just, I don't, I love his, just, I love the cosmic part of Starlin. Okay, so, and if you, since you do, and since you love, you know, Thanos and uh, Adam Warlock and all that, you need to read the Jim Starlin original graphic novels that have been coming out. They're uh, they're, they're in a new Infinity trilogy, or not trilogy, but he's doing a second trilogy now. He's already done... He did a Thanos and Hulk yep. with the miniseries. Then he did uh, the Infinity. Uh, God, what was it? What is it called? Infinity uh, Relativity, Infinity, Infinity Revelation, and there was another one in Infinity something. And then uh, it's all him and uh, like an Annihilus and him and Adam Warlock like throughout the whole thing, and it's. Re- ridiculously crazy cosmic stuff and you'd love it and he's also starting a new one that's coming out here uh very soon and it's called the infinity siblings and i think it's about him and thanos's other brother or something like that chronos which is going to be awesome as well so yeah that sounds awesome dude they are amazing and they're only uh original graphic novels they're not single issues or anything the only thing that was a single issue that does tie in but is not really needed is the thanos hulk four-part miniseries and that's a lot of fun too just the art is great uh he does the art for most of it and then now he has uh he's gone to just uh writing he's got another guy doing the art for this new trilogy coming out and but it's it's still so good and this is his last stuff as thanos ever um, him and Marvel have parted ways, and um, he's get basically, I mean, it's not his character, it's Marvel's. So he has basically handed over everything after uh, everything that he can, uh, you know, with his own story and through his, you know, his mind and thoughts and everything about the character is going into these last uh, original graphic novels. So. It's it's something to read. <laughs> if if that, yeah. it sounds like this is like your jam, then it's you heavy. yeah, for read sure. This. And it's for awesome because sure. uh, um, Brian uh, of Leftovers, uh, he uh, 
he was my uh, secret Santa. <laughs> and he blocked uh, me on Facebook. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, I, <laughs> I, I guess there. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> but, I don't uh, know yeah, why he blocked me either. But yeah. he gave me uh, one of the uh, uh, Thanos graphic novels for. Uh, for Christmas for that uh, Secret Santa thing. I thought that was pretty cool. So I've already read it, but it's so cool to have it physical. Um, nice. I've yeah, been jotting down all these comics you're mentioning. Dude, if you <laughs> like, like, Thanos, like this is Marvel gold that I need the info on. Fucking <laughs> <but in> Annihilation. <laughs> yep, I got that one down. I'll send you a reading order. Like, if you want a reading order, I'll send it to you on Facebook. I have the reading order. It's it's a it's a lot yes, of shit to read, but it's so good. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so Annihilation, the Thanos Infinity uh, uh, stuff. Um, that's uh, that's it's so good. <laughs> if you if you like the cosmic stuff, that is the shit to read. Okay, so speaking of Marvel Cosmic, what I really want to get into sometime, which. I don't have enough history on, and I want to, is uh, Fantastic Four. Okay. Um, yeah, if, if you want to... I the Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> See, oh. I, my only experience with them is the movies. And it's like, I want, I've heard so many people in the Leftover Army that are huge Fantastic Four fans go on about them, and it's like, I, I want to read these books, but I don't know where to start. <laughs> You, well, there's nowhere to start. They're no. terrible. But I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna let Dante give this one to you because I hate Fantastic Four. Okay, if you want to read some really good Fantastic Four, um, and if you want to read the old old Fantastic Four stuff, um, it's always good to start with the Stan Lee stuff uh, just to kind of get the heavy reading out of the way. If you wanted to go that route, but if you want to get to like the mo- more current sort of stuff. Um, since their Fantastic Four hasn't been at you know anywhere seen in the Marvel Universe since the latest Secret Wars, I suggest you find uh, the complete Jonathan Hickman run of the Fantastic Four. Um, he wrote some amazing Fantastic Four stuff. Um, lots of time travel stuff. Lots of great cosmic stuff with. Uh, you know, characters like Blastar and Annihilus and um, and going to space and all that shit. Um, you know, uh, Franklin Richards being an old man talking to Reed because he's in the future and all this crazy shit. It's 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 nuts. Uh, and then then it goes into um, it, all that stuff that Hickman wrote. He ends up stopping fantastic four and writing for avengers and new avengers and then it goes into secret wars and the end of the universe and fantastic four are a huge part of secret wars uh that, that that last story before the universe basically ends and then now we have what we have now um but yeah dude if you want to read the ff dead hickman run is the best stuff uh if you're looking for current now if you want to go back farther the John Byrne stuff, the, the, all his writing. John Byrne is—he is like the quintessential Fantastic Four guy after Stan Lee, and that stuff's really good. And that's like seventies, eighties, nineties stuff. He was on that book for a long fucking time. Nice. And yeah, he he did a lot of good stuff too. Um, a lot of stuff I haven't read uh, of his, but um. People who I uh, in circles and comics and everyone says John Byrne is like 
he is the Fantastic Four and X Men guy next to Claremont. Uh, if you're into X Men, sweet. I think right now, as far as like my comics knowledge goes, like I am most lacking on the Marvel side. So this is great, man. I've I've jotted down so many of these comics <laughs> that you've talked about. I super appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, like I know a lot of Marvel history stuff, um, especially with like those the comics. I mean that that this is I learned all this stuff just by looking online or being in the comic shop and asking the comic, you know the. Uh, the, the shop guy and reading up on lots of stuff. And I, I was just always a big Marvel dude. Just, I mean, I always loved Batman and those characters are always great. And Green Lantern's always fun. And I just think I felt that DC was a little bit too hard for me to jump into, to get to know all the characters at once. You know, you always had to kind of pick and choose, I felt, with DC. They were always so separated, even though they connected here and there, like Justice League and things like that. But I felt like I can dive into any book in Marvel, and there'd always be someone else in that book. And uh, there was always, I felt there was always more crossover opportunities in Marvel than there were with DC. And I think it's changed now. I think it's both very, you know, uh, even in that area but when i like 10 20 years ago you know it, it was it, it just felt different for me and i felt more uh in tune with the, the whole marvel uh side and how everything was connected that way uh it felt more fun and flashy to me um but uh dude you don't know anything about marvel stuff it's i i <laughs> i i have a lot of books i could send you a lot of digital copies or um, if you're looking for trades, I mean, and anybody out there listening, whatever, if you're looking for really cheap trades and you don't want to just hit, hit up Amazon and, uh, and are, they're really old trades and you're tra- you can't find them. There's a website called instocktrades.com and they have all kinds of books and it's super, super cheap, like 40, 50% off and stuff like that. And if you said that you spend like 50 or a hundred dollars, then you get free shipping um, that is a place to get trades. Oh, uh, nice. Cause those older it, trades can be hard to find. I've, I've been running into that with, uh, invincible. They really are, especially books like that. Um, I mean, invincible walking dead, uh, a lot of those sort of really popular, the saga, um, a lot of those books are really hard to find in trade. Um, really, really, really hard to find in single issues, but even the trades are, like they didn't make a lot and they, you know, it's image. So they're, they're not, you know, they're not trying to cover as much ground as DC and Marvel. So they don't make that much. So you got to get them secondhand or, uh, see if someone's selling them, you know, uh, on Amazon or eBay that, you know, that aren't like primer from the Amazon store or they're selling them, you know, personally. So it's, it's, it is hard to find that stuff, but I mean, you can find forums and different things to, to get these books, but man, I tend to download as as much as I can. And then if I really, really, really dig it, then I'll buy it. Or if I'm really getting into it, then I'll try and collect it. Um, It's just, just because it's a money saver. And I mean, I don't mean to seem like a a cheap, you know, thief or anything. No, (laughs) I I get, I I get down on the scumbag pirate sites allegedly as well. And it, it makes me feel dirty 
But at the same time, yeah. it's like, dude, I'm not made of money. If I were fucking made of money, if I were a one percenter, I'd buy all the books, and I'd have well, a whole other bedroom in my house that was it was it'd be my own little comic shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I used to. I, I have uh, ten long boxes full of comics and trades. Holy shit! <laughs> dude, I, have so, I used to collect so much shit, and I've sold a shit ton of stuff. Dude, I, I had. I would collect. I almost had like every single issue of Walking Dead, and I've sold so much. Um, I mean, when issue 100 of Walking Dead came out, I had like seven of each. Holy shit. A, a through J uh, covers of 100. <laughs> and I, I had so many, dude, I would sell so much shit on eBay. And now, I mean, now I just, I, I like to have what I have. You know, I'm not, not, I'm not looking to sell anymore. Um, uh, I, I like the books that, that I'm buying and collecting now. It's just become a pain in the ass to sell on eBay and they're taking way too much money from you now as, you know, 10, 15% or whatever you're selling. It's yeah, it's, oh, it's too, much, eBay. too much, yeah, too much <laughs> money to, to, to ship. And it's just like, it, it's like, I'm losing money selling these books. You know what I mean? It's like a lose, lose here. So I'm just keeping my stuff and I, it's. I don't know. I can't remember what I was saying earlier about about other books, but uh, <laughs> if you want, I get all my trades on Amazon. That's yeah. why I get the majority of mine too. Yeah, uh, I'll Amazon check out that site that you mentioned. So cheap. It's, yeah, it, dude, in stock trades like it, that is a trade site, and it is cheap stuff. Especially yeah. if you buy. You I can like give get... my info to Amazon, and and that's it. I got. I'm pretty paranoid about third parties, and I know I always try and pay with jazz. PayPal on third party sites. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I got an Amazon account. You know, I go into the store and Saga uh, Volume Eight is fourteen ninety nine. I'm on Amazon. It's nine ninety seven. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to Amazon. Hey, and it's hey, two day shipping. So. If you can't find it. You know, if you can't find it, if you can wait, then you know, buy in bulk from from you know from different sites but yeah um, i'm gonna have to check this website that you're you're talking about though because there's one thing i can't well two things i can't find on amazon and that's uh fresh uh flash um freddy krueger versus ash versus jason oh is that with a dark horse or uh, yeah they did like i think it's like three trades long you can't yeah. amazon's like the cheapest one's like 90 bucks oh, shit. um and then there's the return of Barry Allen, where um, Eobard Thawne came back as Barry Allen. Oh, you know, nice! This during the Wally West years. This is a huge flash moment that I wanted to get, but I can't find it on Amazon for hmm. under like ninety dollars. And I'm like, that's oh, that's a lot for a trade. But yeah, uh, it, from what I for that flash stories ever told, right? Tim, this is a total total tangent here, but have you ever read uh, Invincible? Hell yeah, man. I'm on uh, – I got three trades. Awesome. That, that shit rocked my world, man. Okay. So, um, right? So Walking Dead was like the first books I ever started collecting, and then uh, a buddy of mine told me about Saga. And he's like, you need to, you know, stop with the superhero stuff and get into some real books like mm-hmm. Saga. You know, it's stuff that's different because um, there's a, more adult oriented. There's more meat to it. Sure. Um, 
So I got really heavy into image in Walking Dead. My wife looks at my twenty nine Walking Dead books and is like, <laughs> "What? <laughs> what the hell?" Um, so as soon as I found out Robert Kirkman wrote a superhero series, I was all over that. That I got through. I think two trades. I, I fucking incredible. Invincible is incredible. It really is. I mean, for as much as he pulls from other universes and and ideas, it it is the most original superhero book uh, in the last like decade for sure. And, yeah, um, it really is. Uh, I, it's just so colorful, uh, and 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 dark and you know at the same time uh, you know just it's bloody and it's funny yeah. and it's it, serious it really it's feels everything. like an image book even though it's superheroes it's, yeah. it feels like an image book like this is it's so good the 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 level of hyper violence and it, it isn't like every panel is violent but man right. when it when they start fighting holy shit yeah it it's, fucking feels it's legit wild. it feels like damn yeah this could have happened to you know the the uh, I can't remember his name. I'm only two and a half grades in. Um, it feels very Superman, not Superman, Spider-Man-esque. It's a, well, it's like, like a mix. Random, this random kid, you know, yeah. he doesn't get along with everybody, um, but gets given these extraordinary powers. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it, I, it I love the writing. I love I, the mom, I think is my favorite character. Cause she's yeah. just like, Yep, this is my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. even though she has no powers, she's a very no. strong character. She's just, yeah, really very, is. very. She's like, you fucking, you're going to be home by dinner? <laughs> and, and you know, she holds, it's it's nice to see that a woman, she's not naive to what's going on. She's involved in what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, uh, I am... I think I'm a, a few issues behind now. I, I'm not current on it. Uh, I think I'm on like I'm maybe like 10 or 15 issues behind. I'm like 135. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, the series is ending. So um, it won't, it'll be gone very soon. <laughs> I've read through trade series, seven. Right? What's that now? Uh, it's supposed to be a TV show or a movie. Or Seth uh, Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they what bought the rights or something, right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, right before uh, Kirkman sold all of his stuff to Amazon, they announced that they're making a movie with yeah with with the guys who are also doing Preacher, uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. So, but I don't know if that's still going. That's, um, I mean, well, I mean, they, there's no word saying that they are, or they aren't. There's only word saying that they plan on doing it, but that was almost a year ago now. So I don't, I don't, there's no word yet uh, after all that. But damn, I mean, I, I want to see it work it. better as a show. I think it would work better as an animated series, in my opinion. Like, a, I, I, yeah, I could, I see, could that. see that. But I, I think a, a movie is a cool idea. Uh, I, I think if, if they if they were able to do it right. And not make it super super expensive, which is going to be very hard. Um, but I don't know the 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 whole the dad arc, you know, you know the one the one that I'm talking about. Uh, that would be a great first movie. You know, it would be. It would be. 
Yeah, it would. But didn't we get that in Sky High with Kurt Russell? <laughs> you remember that movie? Well, Did you guys what? see that movie? Was he the bad guy? No, no. He was, he was the father, and his That's... son developed his powers later. Well, how, yeah. How, fa- how far into the trades are you, Tim? Before we talk too much more. Oh, about this? I think I'm three. I'm not worried about spoilers. I'm oh, okay. Spoiler. I'm not I was an anti-spoiler you... guy. I uh... I would love to see where <laughs> things go. So. Okay, because shit hits the fan Remember, at the end of volume yeah. three. So his dad, his dad's a bad guy. Kinda. Oh yeah, I'm not worried about spoilers. You ain't gonna break my okay. heart. I'd love well, to see where it goes. It, it's in you. You think so for a while, and then you get further in into the books, and then you find out that his dad is quite conflicted, and then yeah. almost seems. And it's just what Robert Kirkman is doing with this is. I'm sad that it's that it's going away, but I'm happy that I've still got fucking 18 volumes to go, you know. Damn. And and the the just knowing that that you're still stoked on it, Dante, I'm I'm fucking <laughs> I got to get going on it, you know. I got to start buying yeah, more of these I, trades. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to I don't know where I can get these latest issues that I've been uh <laughs> I've been missing out on. So I, I got I'm going to have to find uh, find them or, or or wait for the the last trade here because what trade um, number are they at four <sighs> yeah there's a lot it's 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 like a hundred and i think the total is gonna be a hundred and fifty five issues 155 issues total and then that's wow. the series um i i think i i might be wrong i think it might just go to 150 but i uh i i don't know um, yeah i'm way beyond and I'm behind on Walking Dead uh, comics as well, uh, but that has been uh, amazing too. I, I'm, I'm I like the Walking Dead books. I I love the Walking Dead books. I think I just got uh, I think it was Volume Nine that was the latest trade. Um, yeah, I wish they could capture in the show what they do in the books. Oh, I know. But it's it's, uh, I, I know. it's never gonna happen. I don't think. It, it's going to happen See, I, successfully, I, I guess. I binged that comic all the way up until what happened in issue 100. And oh, yeah. then I, I couldn't carry Which on the anymore Negan, after it. Yeah, right? That's the Negan. And I, I love where Negan has gone uh, since then. I love yeah. his, his, his journey. Um, I, I, they're handling it. Uh, really, very strangely in in the show right now. I think it's just very slow. Um, but uh, in, in the book, just what happens with him and the way. See, the, 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 there's a problem I think with the show. I think that they're not treating Rick the way I think they should in the show that they're doing that they have done in the comics. I mean, Rick is a very conflicted person in 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 the comics and I did you show that a bit in the show but like spoiler he, he should have lost his hand a long time yeah. ago yeah yeah I, I agree there too did he finally um, lose but, his hand in the show no he hasn't okay I heard that no, they're probably but, not going to do yeah. that just because of the whole it'll be extra in the budget to try and you know, well it's what you BS because it's it's a huge <laughs> part of his character later on in the comics and stuff of him overcoming these ailments that he's come across it's it's but, huge for his character yeah i mean and kirkman has stated he he's like he should have never 
<laughs> cut his hand off in the comic because it just became too difficult to write sometimes with certain things. So, I mean, he Kirkman got to do his do overs on the show, but I think that they're they're not they don't they're not treating the, the I think the feelings that Rick should be having or Rick has had in the comics in the show. I think that Rick is just too much like Shane now where it's um, there's almost no redemption for him. And especially with what happened at the last in the last season, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but uh, I, I just don't, I don't feel like Rick is really growing at all in the show. And uh, it just doesn't, uh, I just don't like it. I, I like the way he it, changes so much in the comic. It, it's very different. Cause if uh, yeah. really, what is the difference between him and Negan right now in the yeah. show? Yeah. yeah, but anyway, superheroes, right? <laughs> I was just gonna say superheroes. <laughs> superheroes. <laughs> um, so what defines a superhero? <sighs> yeah, you know, I was tripping over that when you first said it earlier because I really didn't have a rebuttal for when you said that you know Batman's more of a vigilante and he's not a superhero. Like, I think you're absolutely right. So I think a superhero would maybe be defined. As, you know, you, you got to have a power set of some sort. Otherwise, what's making you super? And I think the hero aspect means that you've, you've, you know, resolved yourself to do what is right with these powers for the betterment of society around you as a whole, right? Whereas a super yeah. villain would be somebody who's taken their powers and they're doing things for their own self-betterment, maybe to the detriment of society. I think it's someone who uh, uses their gifts for good for the people. Like, I mean, like, uh, kind of like, like, I mean, Superman. I mean, he's there. He's smiling. He's in front of everybody. Everyone knows who Superman is. He is an icon for people. He is a hero and uh, for for those people, a, a savior for those people. Um, someone who can, oh, man. So someone who can take care of a cataclysmic event or um or 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 save a town from uh some sort of evil or even uh a natural disaster i mean a- a- anybody who can be a hero and have power have you know like not just a superpower but um you know, some kind of an ability I, 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 I'm just I'm trying to separate the like what you said about Batman. Like you don't think Batman is a superhero, but I mean he ha- he is a superhero. Well, in, yeah, in I mean because earlier I was like he's my favorite superhero, yeah. and then Tim right, says yeah. that afterwards, and I'm like fuck, he's kind of right. But well, no, that's why I brought it up because I wasn't right. sure on what we were, I, I wasn't sure on what we were listing as superheroes. Do they have to have? I mean Iron Man. He doesn't have any abilities, but he has the technology. Same with Batman. Yeah. So, like, he's a superhero, somebody that has superpowers, or is it somebody that is, you know, rising to the occasion to save everybody? And you could argue that Batman's superpower really is uh, his intellect and his resolve. And, sure. you know, from the funny side, like from the movie, you know, he's rich. And so he's actually got the resources to do what he, he what he can do, you know, with that intellect. What so, separates him from the Punisher, who's a vigilante? Because uh, the Punisher doesn't 
care about killing people, whereas Batman has a pretty strict code where he's going to do everything he can to not kill somebody, even when he knows. Like, for instance, Batman knows. I mean, that's one of the best lines from Dark Knight Returns is when he's beating the shit out of Joker in that tunnel of love. He's saying, there's nothing wrong with you that I couldn't fix with my fists, and I've known this all along. If I would have just pulled the trigger on this years ago, how many lives would I have saved? But right. he made that promise to himself when he was a boy that he's not going to st- cross that line. He's not going to kill people. And so that right there, that's part of what makes him a superhero, even if he doesn't, you know, maybe have powers the way that the that Superman does or something. Crickets. Yeah. Well, crickets. I, I mean, <laughs> because I think of, I, you know, uh, what is, what, what uh, book is it where Batman snaps Joker's neck? Well, Joker snaps or, or, his own neck. Oh, uh, you know, Batman. He he first started out using the guns killing joke. You know, the killing. I have joke. a hard time believing Batman as a superhero. I right. think he's a vigilante. I think he's just. I mean, I I, I totally see what he's trying from. to do. I agree with what he's trying to do. Um, but that's the you know what's the difference between a hero and a superhero. Yeah, I think I like the idea that Batman doesn't view himself as a superhero. He's just a guy trying to clean up Gotham, and then he also gets into these crazy situations with the Justice League, and and he just tries to hold his own. Um, But, I mean, I I think I have to call him a superhero. I mean, just for the fact that his, his brain is super, not in a altered way, but just in a planner sense in the way he uses his money to do good for everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, and just his, his good nature to, to, to even the villains. I mean, sending them to Arkham, not killing them, um, protecting everyone and, 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 and still staying on the job to do it all over again when they escape. You know what I mean? Just always being there. I think that's super enough for me. Um, but I like the idea that he doesn't believe he's a superhero. You know, you understand that what I mean that way? Yeah. I, I think... I, super I enough that he fails all the time? He doesn't fail. He, 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 I mean, if you're saying that he, he fails because he doesn't kill his, his, his enemies... Then sure, but I don't think he fails. I think he constantly succeeds. You know, stuff happens that he can't control. I mean, he's not omnipotent and he doesn't know everything and, and at all times, but he knows what he has to do when the situation presents itself. And I think that's what's that's what's cool about him. I I, I mean he he knows enough to not be a killer. I mean, he's not gonna be what destroyed him. And created him. So that is that what what makes him super? I'd say his 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 resolve that he keeps on doing it. I think his his willpower. Yeah, and and kind of going back to the you know saying that that he fails. I think that more falls into just that's the realm of comics that it is perpetually a second act. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's always it's a revolving door. It it has to be. Yeah. And and he's always there to clean it up and just being there and being the one to choose that life to do the that hard thing to to just be there for everyone else. 
so they don't get hurt is what's super, I think. I'm going to play some devil's advocate here. (laughs) Please. All right. Yeah, because we need some sort of other opinion here. Uh, (laughs) You guys think Batman is a superhero. Uh, So... uh, is booster gold super is is <laughs> you guys are talking about what like his his goals and what he's trying to do makes him super or did i miss that all the, the act of of acting on okay okay gold. he's his ambition is to, right there you go yeah okay all right um here it goes yeah <laughs> uh, shit, I lost my spot. <laughs> so, oh shit, I, yeah, I did lose my spot. Okay, uh, well, one thing I'd say about you know, Batman, I, real I quick, just, to just no, clarify Batman from earlier, Batman is not a super. He's not a superhero. <laughs> Superman <laughs> is a superhero. I'm just okay, gonna well, go that. Well, he's definitely super, but get this about <laughs> Batman though: he's got all this freaking money, right? And he's got all this, all this fame attached with his name and stuff also you know i mean we're always seeing bruce wayne with two supermodels on each arm why does he then choose to spend his nights doing that not you know going a loser out and, oh come <laughs> on <laughs> so, so are supermodels superheroes he's a grade a weenie <laughs> oh come on <laughs> that, no, that, that is like the peak of physical of like human physical conditioning. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you guys right now. Um, I I love DC, but I usually read the Flash. I cannot stand Superman. Any of any of the comics I've read, the character I hate the goody two shoes. And Batman has always been really hard for me um, because I love the detective side, but he's he's got too much just. He's not a superhero. He's just a guy. He's a vigilante. He's no different than Punisher. See, Batman and Superman can be two sides of a very similar coin. And one of the most recent story arcs that Tom King did was called Super Friends, and it explored that friendship and the similarities and the differences between Clark and, and Bruce. And... The fact that Superman is a goody two-shoes when, I mean, think about it. If, what if things had gone differently? What if Superman had come down and not been raised by the Kents and grown up to be, you know, this all-American Boy Scout? Because, I mean, with a flick of his wrist, Superman could cause massive destruction. And there's not a whole lot that could be done against it. I mean, sure, they write lots of Batman stories where he uses kryptonite to overcome Superman. But quite honestly, if Batman didn't have kryptonite in those instances, he'd have been well and thoroughly fucked. So if we had an instance where it wasn't a goody to Superman, if Superman all of a sudden realized, you know, hey, I don't need to do this shit. I could (laughs) I could rule this world with a with a thought. I mean, he's totally could. And so that's one of the things that makes him an interesting character to me, that even though he has more power than any other being in the DC, you know, universe on earth there, he chooses to be good. And, and that's a big part of what makes Superman super to me. Well, I, I always had this, I, that's very interesting. And I, I like all that stuff you just said about him, but there's also this, this one thing I always thought was very interesting. And it's, it's, it's a thought I've had for a few years now. Um, now what if the Waynes died like normal? 
And or, or what if they didn't? And Superman or Kal-El landed in Metropolis and the Waynes took him in. Now, how would that have affected both of them? Like, what if they were brothers, quote unquote, you know, because of this? How would they have been affected by the Wayne's deaths together? Would they still have become the same people that that they are now? Like, I, I always find that such an interesting idea. Like, Dude. we always get that. What if Superman landed in Russia or landed in some worlds? But what if he landed in Gotham and was taken in by the Wayne's? Like, that's an Elseworlds would... story I want. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, w- be, to be raised even just for a little bit by the Waynes and grow up as as you know as brothers together in in Wayne Manor, and then them being dead, like would would he be, have been able to stop the mugger that uh, that Bruce couldn't, uh, or would they have been murdered because you know Clark wasn't able to tap into his gifts yet? And then would he have grown up to be Superman? Would Bruce have grown up to be Batman? Would they have grown up to be heroes together? Or would have Bruce would Bruce have been uh left in you know Clark Clark's shadow because he was super and Bruce wasn't? Would well, he still of course have been, he'd be in know, the shadow. Well, yeah, but I mean well, but would he still have been uh strong enough being with a brother? rather than being alone and doing what he did to become Batman. I think his loneliness turned him more into Batman uh, than, than anything. He Uh, had no choice, but to become Batman. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. But would he have been, would he have become Batman if he had Clark there with him? If his adopted brother was, was Clark Kent. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably wouldn't even know he's Superman because if you just put glasses on him, nobody. Oh come on! If you're living with your brother and you're gonna know he's, I mean, even fucking, (laughs) even fucking (laughs) Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Olsen, or fucking uh, what's her name? Fucking Lana Lang. No, no, even Lana Lang knew he was fucking Superman. It is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. Nobody can tell Clark Kent is Superman. It's it's bullshit. I think it's part of the reason why I don't like the character because I think it's so dumb that all he wears is a pair of glasses, doesn't even change his hair, he dies at the same time. No, no. dude, they they no, cover no, that no, in that most Superman. recent arc that he's I talked about. No, uh, no, no, he's not Superman. The, the <laughs> Cat Catwoman is talking with Batman, and she's like, "Oh, come on! There's a guy who looks exactly like Superman." Who writes and knows everything about Superman? <laughs> it's it's well, kind of funny. funny. I don't. I don't they made it meta. Catwoman as the most reliable source. I, I think it's silly because I think no one cares. I mean, and, and no one. <laughs> I mean, because like it's funny because like we as readers, we know obviously. It was like, how could they not know? Well, obviously they don't give a shit. You know, that whoever is looking at Clark sees Clark. They're blinded by what they've always seen or what they don't want to see or don't care to see. I mean, that's why so many people are such good pickpockets. I mean, you're so distracted by the world that you don't care. You know there's Superman out there. Sure. So if if I'm a regular dude in Metropolis and 
unless I'm like a reporter like Lois Lane, because she must be the stupidest bitch ever because she doesn't know for the longest time. But if you're not, you don't care. I mean, you're like, oh, man, Superman saved me. Sure. But you're not looking like what's a super what's secret identity. I'm going to go on a hunt and become fucking detective Batman to figure this out. No one. No one cares. If, I care. If Superman, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, I, it's, 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 I think it's, it's a funny thing to to think of with the yeah. glasses. If, yeah, if but, Superman ever tried to came to come and save me, oh. the first thing I would do is wish that Will Smith Hancock was there <laughs> to really save me. Because to me, that's a real superhero. <laughs> he's the everyman. He's a drunk. He's a piece hey, of shit. But you know what he straightens out? He straightens out and he's like, I'm going to do the right thing. But it, Unless he gets close to his counterpart, that movie fell apart at the end for me. When it got to that point in the movie, I was like, ah, oh, the others, they all paired up and fell in love and they lost their oh, powers shit. and died. And it's like, are you? F- oh, fuck you. You finished that movie? Who the hell <laughs> finished that movie? Dude, I've watched it three or four times. It's oh, sad. damn. I just got the drunk Will Smith and I'm like, that's the superhero I want. You know, he's blowing <laughs> loads through the fucking ceiling yeah. of his trailer. Also. Like, like, <laughs> oh, my God. That, that takes me right back to mall rats, too. <laughs> Oh, man. Where, where, where Jason Lee's like, I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through the back. Oh, of course he does. He's, he's Ben Affleck, man. <laughs> ben Affleck, don't fuck around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Ben Affleck will always be the asshole from fashionable male in one sense for me. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I don't ever. I Every time I watch a Ben Affleck movie, I'm like, I like the movie, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Either that or he's O'Banion from Dazed and Confused, right? Oh, man. He's just an asshole. All he wants to do is paddle people on the ass. Yeah. He's an asshole. Same with his- beware. Creepo brother. <laughs> uh, so Spawn. They're coming out with a new Spawn movie, right? With McFarlane? Yeah. Apparently right? they said that the character Spawn will not even say one word in the entire movie. That's bullshit. That's what uh, McFarlane just confirmed from the latest stuff about the movie. <laughs> How does that he's, work? He, well, it's not going to be about him. I mean, it'll it'll be Spawn, and he's going to be this supernatural, dark, very horror-type character. But I think it's going to revolve around uh, maybe the- Sam Twitch and those other characters revolving around him. So I don't think they're no. going into the origin and his wife and the devil. and It might be him and other characters... Uh, just around this this supernatural being who is on. That sounds like a load of shit. I don't know. It sounds very interesting to me. I mean, it, even just McFarlane saying that he's not going to say a word is like, whoa, like this might be really interesting because it might just be a deeper movie that we have no idea we're going to see, you know? It, I want a Spawn it, it, movie. You will, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you uh, I mean, what are these other these other horror movies? You said it's like it's going to be like uh, what? What's the James Wan movies uh, that are out um, that have the, the the nun in them, like Insidious and uh, not Spawn? Is it well, uh, The Conjuring? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it's 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 like a mix of of those type, like The Conjuring. And those types of movies, like it's this supernatural entity that these people are revolved around, 
and he, he I mean, he's the he's spawn and he's going to do these things and he's good but he, he because he's taking care of the evil that is basically infesting everyone else's lives or whatever so is, uh, it, is what it is spawns already established as a a character that, that they're not doing an origin uh they said so that's what i've heard i mean all right all right uh, i'm stoked just because i mean the creator for it is just so involved in it you know yeah yeah so, yeah he's like it, writing it and producing it is a, it's all his yeah exactly and that's what gives me hope on it because i mean if he wasn't attached and they were saying these things i'd be way more of of tim's side of the fence here i'd be like what the fuck is this but i mean just the fact that that todd mcfarlane is attached to it and i mean he seemingly can't shut up about it he's been talking about it a lot um, the, the budget has me a little bit concerned, but I mean, this has always been Todd McFarlane's baby. So well, yeah, let, let's see what budget, he can do. It doesn't need to be super, you know, super huge. I mean, what, what was the budget they said they had on it? 10 million, I believe. I mean, you could make a horror movie with really good special effects with $10 million. Yeah, but you're not going to see Spawn's yeah, cape doing <laughs> Spawn's cape shit, yeah. you know? I, so, I guarantee Do we I, really want a horror movie? Uh, you know, surprisingly, CG is not that expensive these days. It's it's the it, it's the movie that's entirely CG is what's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean guess. the Justice League or the uh, uh, what's that other one Zack Snyder did with the uh, the girl in the freaking blue outfit and the swords. Was uh, Sucker Punch or something? Yeah, the Sucker Punch. The, 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 the complete CG movies are what's crazy expensive. Yeah, but, who watched I mean, that crap? Who the yeah, hell watched Sucker Punch? Right, exactly. I mean, it was I've awful. never seen I, it. I, I almost watched it. I won't. So bad. I won't oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just well, don't the, have a lot of time for that. And, and so much of my entertainment is taken up by comics to where it's like, I need to either need to be really stoked on it or hear really high praise before no, you don't like, need okay, to be really stoked. You, pro- you probably need to eat about like a dozen special cookies <laughs> and then be like, oh, I don't know what to watch. I'll yeah. watch this shitty ass movie called Sucker Punch. Okay, I'm going to go on a tangent right here and give my opinion on edibles real quick. They scare the fuck out of me. They don't put be me in the, scared, bro. Dude, they put me in the terror zone. I, I eat those, no. and I just sit, and I freak the fuck out. I feel like I'm about to climb something really scary. It's the exact no. same feeling, it, and I'm like, eh, no, you, you I don't know like that do. feeling in the woods, and uh, I don't like that feeling in my garage either. Fuck this. <laughs> oh, fuck no, man. If you, got like a, if you got a smoke shop around you that can sell CBD syrup or candies. No, I'm, I'm in Iowa. We're so fucking straight lace here. No. <laughs> you, they're, they're, they're edibles. The worst part is the anxiety. But, exactly, uh, and that's what I'm saying. It stuff, triggers anxiety in me. Now, some oils and stuff that uh, <laughs> has no THC, but it, it calms, the, calms the anxiety. I'm a big anxiety guy, but I'll tell you what. I ate, My wife's asleep, but I ate a fucking shitload of uh, special cookies. <laughs> She, awesome. I hope she doesn't hear me right now, but <laughs> she might listen to this later because the last podcast I was on was about murder, and she's not into that. But <laughs> I'm about, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. Get out yeah, I ate some special fucking cookies, and I'm, a, I'm fucking high, and I'm not even going to lie. 
if, if you know you can <laughs> handle it, <laughs> but I mean, uh, I, I don't partake, but I hear uh, just uh, take it slow on, on the edibles <laughs> if you're not used no, to it. No, no. If you know the person they're coming from. Well, look, yeah. I, all right, so let's just change this to. <laughs> I'll go uh, back to superheroes. <laughs> my two year old, all right, this is a true story. Uh, my two year old, I didn't even know I had this magazine. Uh, he came up to me and he's like, Dad, look, and it's the Life Magazine Rise of the Superhero. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to be on StarCast tonight to talk about superheroes. And you know what? Fucking Linda Carter, man. What about her? Does she fucking made it for women to be able to take them roles on? Yeah, Linda Carter was awesome. Yeah, I mean, she, she take away the fact that she's smoking fucking hot, but she really like did a lot for women. That 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 was a huge thing, man. Definitely. That was huge. And for a superhero, my wife, uh, she's not big into comic book stuff or a lot of what I'm into, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> she watched the new Wonder Woman, and she loved it. She thought yeah. it was fucking awesome to see a comic book character have that portrayal of, like, it's a woman, and she kicks ass. I really liked that movie. I thought it fell apart a bit in the third act, but I still enjoyed it. And yeah. I've seen it probably like a half dozen times or so, and it still makes me tear up when she climbs that ladder and goes through the no man's land thing. And then when she jumps into that room and it finally drops the Wonder Woman theme while she's kicking ass in there, it, it makes me tear up. It really Fuck does. Man, I didn't even finish the movie. You didn't? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because my kids, we were, uh, we were hoping it was like, oh, awesome. The boys are tired. I got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, the two-year-old was with my wife in the chair. And I was with the four-year-old on the couch. And we were like, let's watch Wonder Woman. Because, you know, it's I want my kids to grow up with the importance that women are just sure, as sure. strong as men. Like, it's, it, you know. That, Dude, you got to finish it. I mean. It's it's not the greatest ending. No, I want to. Fight, but I want to. It's I, good I, all the way through. Yeah, uh, my wife loved it, and for her to love a comic book movie type thing like that, and I think it was from what I had seen to see them women to see women like that projected on the screen as superheroes. Right, is fucking awesome to me. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with the second one. Um, I mean, she was like, she was pretty much the best part of Justice League, and well, they got rid of that shitbag Brett Ratner. So, oh yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, with what's going on. But I mean, I, I don't know what 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 else. They cheetah? <laughs> They're gonna do cheetah? Um, are they gonna get mystical with uh, with the DC universe now? Uh, I mean, I, they, I know they did with Enchantress and stuff, but uh, I don't I know. I could see them pulling off Cheetah. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, there was a, a someone campaigned to be Cheetah already. Uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, was it? Was it Jessica Chastain? Anymore, it just cracks me up when I see these actors doing this. It's like, oh, of course you, you want to be in a high profile. Oh yeah. Role. <laughs> of course, of course. I know it's crazy. Like uh, I'm gonna yeah, tweet so out and be like, pretty- you know, I'd, I'd I'd really like to be a billionaire, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, it's, 
<laughs> You're going oh, back to yeah, uh, cast me. I'll be the new Spider-Man. <laughs> that would be excellent. Hey, going back to Spider-Man and and Todd McFarlane and all the Spawn stuff. I mean, uh, if you guys ever want to read a pretty dark uh, Spider-Man story, um, read this Todd McFarlane story. It's 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 it was his first drawn it was when he was working with marvel and he was doing the spider-man amazing spider-man issues and creating venom and all that shit but then marvel gave him the chance to write and draw his own book and it's just called spider-man and it's like six issues and it's uh the arc is called um what is it called It's it's with uh the lizard and um, fuck. I'm gonna look it up. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Man, I want to see how McFarland drew the, drew the lizard though. Oh my god, it's it's awesome. It's called. Uh, it's gotta be badass. Spider Man. I need to go back and just revisit Spawn. I bought that. Who the, who the fuck is Spider Man? What's that now? Oh, I was making a joke of who okay. Spider Man was. <laughs> I was like, uh, how, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I've eaten some cookies. Uh, but uh, I have the I had the first two uh oh. McFarland's Bond traits. Oh uh, nice. They're pretty awesome. Joey, it, I, it's you said something about you wanted to read some some spawn. Yeah, I bought the first volume trade, and I got about halfway through it, and then just kind of lost interest for some reason. I and every time I've told that to people, they've been like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "I'm yeah. sorry." So I, I, I need to pick two, it up again. I had the first two trades, and I haven't even finished them. I'm like, you know, I grew up with the '90s Spawn movie, and I thought it was fucking awesome. And then I read the the comics, and I'm just like, nah, doesn't do it for me. Uh, that uh, Spider-Man book, the trade is called Torment. It's called Spider-Man Torment, and uh, oh, it's definitely a must-read for Spider-Man. It was this was like the f- it it was all Todd McFarlane. It was his story, his art, and it was his first thing before he ended up, you know, quitting Marvel and then starting Image Comics. And uh, I'm gonna bring it up on the Amazon right now. It's yeah, it's it's definitely a. It, the art is great. Um, the story is pretty cool. Very dark. Very 90s. Um, I, I, I love Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. Um, what he did with that character and uh, just bringing it into a whole new age of art for that character uh, and style was just uh, it was just amazing, in my opinion. Yeah, looking at uh, Amazon right now, it came out June 17, 1997. Uh, mm. Running for about, uh, this is the Spider-Man Torment trade. Oh, that must be a, uh, a, a newer version of the trade, because I think it was like 1991 or something when it first was yeah. released. Uh, it's probably like a reissue or a reprint. Or yeah, something yeah like that's right. probably a... Uh, it says it came out June seventeenth, ninety seven. This is the trade, the trade paperback. How much um, is it going for on Amazon? 
128 pages. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say uh, dollars, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> you, know, you can get it from a secondhand seller oh, for like no. six bucks. Uh, let's see. Yeah, six six bucks used good. Yeah, yeah oh, you can get it for bad. like yeah, 10 bucks total shipped. Oh, Amazon nice. doesn't seem to have a price on it. as their, No, uh, they don't have any uh, Prime or... Uh, it's all secondhand sellers. That's what I was going to say. It's all third-party sellers on yeah, it. Yeah, third-party, yeah. No, dude, um, I'll be getting out. If it's really that cheap on that site you were talking about, dude, I'm getting it for sure. Amazon. It's, it's a good book. It's, it's a really good six-issue uh, six trade. Um, I could never get that, into Spider-Man. It's dark. I mean, if you, if you, if you like the dark stuff, it, it is a different type of, um, of Spider-Man story. I mean, it's... It's not just it's not him as a kid. I mean, he's older. He's married to MJ and you know, there there's a lot of the uh this is it's after the um the story with him and uh and and Craven. Uh god, I, I can't think of names right now. I think I'm just too tired. Um I don't know. The only thing I can think of is uh I've never got into Spider-Man because <laughs> um he's a little bitch. Oh. oh man, he's so, <laughs> he's he's so strong at heart. People? Some people are gonna get stung there. Yeah, Spider Man's the bitch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm pretty, like sure. I'm pretty sure. Pretty <laughs> sure. I have disagreed. I'm pretty sure. I bet you both are gonna disagree. But you know, he's just a he's a punk kid with an attitude that was uh, given powers he didn't deserve. Oh, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, I don't That's have a deep part. history with the character, but j- just from in from, I listen to a fuck ton of podcasts. I mean, I've had a job for years <laughs> where I could listen to nine, ten hours of podcasts a day, and a lot of it's been pop culture. And so I've heard a lot of people talk about what their experiences with Spider-Man have been. And the little bit that I've read, I can kind of see where they're coming from. But I mean, because it, it always seemed like Spider-Man was like the analog of you know, the kid who becomes a superhero and so yeah, I don't I don't it might be a little harsh calling him a punk bitch, but yeah. I don't know. He's a punk bitch, man. I'm tired of how many times do we gotta relive uh Uncle Ben dying? Oh well that's just the movies every time. It's not just the movies. Oh, it's not in the comics as much. I mean it in the old, old, old stuff, he always, you know, it was always great power, great power, great power, but and it comes up every now and then, but it's it's so much more than that. I, there's there's is so it, much. Is it's it, so much drama? It is the most like so it, much it could drama. Be, yeah, I mean, it could be the most soap opera sort of of the character, uh, you know, of, of in the comics. But so I might as well watch. I don't I know. Might as well watch Days of Our Lives. Oh well, he's Spider Man. You got a superhero in there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. Um, I've never really gotten big into Spider Man books. I, I love the movies. I love the stories. I'm familiar with the characters behind it. I want to see Hobgoblin in a movie so bad, um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I hate that the Venom movie with Tom Hardy isn't taking place with the uh, MCU Spider-Man, though. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still Sony's Spider-Man, so it's it's still connected that way. It's just that the rest of the MCU 
can't be involved with Venom. Well, we're not getting Tom Holland Spider-Man in the Venom movie. Well, not in his movie, but it doesn't mean that he's not in that universe. Oh well, really? We're gonna? I don't know for sure, but I think in the symbiotes like that, that it's just boom. Here's this guy Eddie Brock, and that's even. I mean, who knows the story behind him? Is he even an astronaut? Well, he was never an astronaut to begin with. Oh, wasn't he sent to space? No, that was uh, uh, that was J. Jonah Jameson's son. Oh, all right. You got me there. He was just a uh, a photographer for the Daily Bugle that got pissed okay. off. That Parker was getting all the money for the pictures of Spider-Man. Damn. And then he, you know, tried to re- retaliate and he always hated Peter Parker. And then when Parker had the black suit, uh, he figured it was bad and it was, you know, trying to take him over. So he got it off of him and then it landed on uh on eddie brock as he was trying to take pictures of spider-man in the black costume but then the black costume had all the knowledge that peter had and memories and everything and basically told eddie brock that peter parker was spider-man these are all the powers that he has and this is how you hide from his spider sense and that's where you got venom the villain oh man that that spider-man 3 yeah toby mcguire with the black suit all emo strutting down the street <laughs> Have that you watched that without thing the ever, sound? Dude. That was the <laughs> greatest awesome thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just terrifying. That is that to me? That is, you know, Spider Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so all right. So they're not bringing in um, this Tom Tom Holland Spider Man into this right, so movie, right? Awesome. It's separate. Thing. It's separate, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, right. That's the problem. So, so what story do you think they're going with Eddie Brock here? Well, they said that they're going with the uh, it's a story called Lethal Protector. And it's like yeah. it's it's Eddie Brock. And I think he's kind of trying to he's fighting with the symbiote, but he's also uh, trying to be good. He's not trying to be bad and let the symbiote kind of take over because he never, ever gets lets it take over like Carnage did. Like Carnage always called himself as like one person as i like i'm carnage but with venom he was always we he was always two he always separated himself from the alien so it, it was always this duality this fight between him and the symbiote and who would have control so i think we're gonna like, get a lot of that and then him trying to do good and stop some sort of villain so uh, they're, they're making venom into a hero obviously because he's not the villain of this story it's his movie so I mean, that's the problem I have, not with the movie itself, with that idea. I think that's all fine. But the problem I have with it is that we don't get that first uh, reaction with Spider-Man. W- I mean, we don't get Spider-Man with the black suit. Uh, we-, we don't we don't get that transition from Spider-Man to Eddie Brock. You know, I, what happened there is that history in this movie that we're going to get. It has it already happened in this other reality. Or is this in the future? And there's all this time in between Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, and this, if it's connected. Or is it not, and we're getting a totally different Spider-Man in this other part of the Sony universe? You know what I mean? That, that's the problem I'm having, is trying to connect all this stuff. 
It's a bunch of crap. That's what it is. That, that, and that's the crap. But I'm still excited to see to see Venom on the big screen. And oh, a- hell yeah. As long as it's better than Spider-Man 3. Exactly. See, that's what's so great. Because there's so much cool stuff that could that could come of this. But then there's also this, wait, what happened here? How did we get here? And why is this character in his own movie before anything? You know, that that's the, those are the yeah. issues that I... But. Joe, yes. What do you think of Tom Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock? Oh, I think he can, dude. I think Tom Hardy can pull off about anything, though. I'm I think big, he, I'm a big fan. <laughs> if you look at the '90s stuff, going back to Todd McFarlane creating the character, and uh, or you know creating the character with his art and everything, if you go look at that stuff. Could really draw some clear in- comparisons between Tom Hardy and this character. Um, it, yeah, and- but but what about Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, and Tom Holland Spider Man? That would be cool to see it all together. I just don't think we're going to be able to see it just because that's just the nature of you know. Com- you know, I mean, they're different studios and whatnot. Right. Well, it's all Sony, right? It's all Sony. Yeah. Well, Sony's getting all the money with Spider-Man, but Marvel controls Spider-Man. That's no, the thing. But Sony, Sony has got this Venom movie. Well, yeah, in the, in the, the, the Sony, connection. in the Sony Marvel universe, yeah, this Venom movie takes place. Yeah. And Sony has the ultimate rights to Spider-Man. Mm, no, they're sharing. Uh, well, no, they're allowing him to pop up in the other Marvel movies. But when push comes to shove, Sony owns Spider-Man. Right? I don't think so anymore. I honestly I, don't think so. Because I, say, I don't know what sort of deals were signed when when yeah. they did that. And- I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off, Dante. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm just like, I, from what I know, is that there was a deal made, and Marvel was able to use Spider-Man in Civil War. And when they realized, holy shit, this is a great idea, and everything, they finalized a deal where Marvel had complete control of Spider-Man, but all the profits went to Sony. And it was distributed by Sony and Marvel like together. So because we both we got to see the Marvel logo, Marvel Studios logo, and we got to see Sony on Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. All right. So All right. that's a, that's as far as I know, that's ex- that's what's going right. on. Oh, I, but that's, I just that's the thing with Sony. I don't know what we're going to see. Are we going to see Spider-Man in any of these other Sony films? I don't know. Will- I just I just did a little Google search. Sony Pictures will continue to own, finance, distribute, and exercise final creative control over the Spider-Man films. The next month, Marvel Entertainment CCO Joe Quesada indicated that Peter Parker's vision of the character would be used, which Feige confirmed in April. So Sony still owns the rights to their movies. They're just working. They're just working with uh, Disney to bottom line. Venom, the movie is coming out through Sony pictures. Yes. This is what I'm saying. I'm not talking about Spider-Man movies. I'm talking about the physical character. 
and and his own movie. Who his- gives a shit about the the actual character? <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's what I'm that's what I was talking about. Not the not the whole movies itself. The Spider-Man character is shared, but the movies are all Sony Spider-Man. Those all the Spider-Man films and characters are still owned by Sony. But you Spider-Man Sony's himself, milking it because they got they got Hulk rights too, right? Uh, that's Universal. Universal. I think. No. Yeah, that has Hulk. Yeah, Man, but fuck them. I, we don't need a we don't need a fucking Hulk movie. Uh, it's better with him and other characters. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it, he doesn't work well alone, and, and the villains that they've tried to use, I don't know. It, it's better to have Hulk fight with other yeah. heroes, take out his villains. Joe, I got a question for you. Sure. Because you, <laughs> you, your Batman was your favorite superhero. If we're we might as well make Batman superhero, right? <laughs> Batman was the guy you brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming Batfleck is done after Flashpoint, and they do that thing where Flashpoint happens, and then Barry comes back. Who would you, who would you like to see play Batman? Oh, I suck at the fantasy casting game. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I would I've say the biggest people... names brought up are like John Hamm and Jake Gyllenhaal. I was just going to say, I I kind of like the John Hamm one. Um, he does have the right look for it yeah. and everything. Um, I'm not super familiar with a lot of his work. Um, but just looking at him, he does have the right look for it. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's... It's really going to require writing because I I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. Uh, yeah. I liked what he did with Bruce Wayne in BVS. I I didn't like I didn't like him as much in Justice League, but I really did think that that was due a little bit to the writing, and maybe even due to Ben Affleck just getting burned out by you know dealing with all the social media side of of being this character, and that could just be the way it's going to be maybe that's just the world now that these actors are going to take on these high profile roles that a lot of people have passionate opinions about you know you're you're going to have to deal with fallout on either side it's pretty fucking impossible to to make the whole world happy yeah i i really think that we need to just jump into a movie like i think matt reeves is doing um and, and apparently this Batman movie that he's doing is so standalone again, like they're going back to this standalone stuff. Um, like not, I mean, it is within the DC EU or whatever they're calling it, but it's not directly connected to anything else he's been in. Uh, look, Batman, I mean, so I, I don't, I, I think that's where we need to start. I think we need to just jump into a story. Like Batman is established. We do not need to see the Wayne's death anymore. We don't need to see an origin of Batman and him creating a new Batmobile and finding a suit or going to uh, Japan or wherever the hell Tibet or whatever. You know, we don't need to see all that stuff. We just, yeah. Batman's in Gotham. He's got a cave. He's got his tools. He's got a car. He's got a suit. And there's a fucking bad guy doing bad shit. He needs to stop. It's not that hard. I mean, fucking Die Hard did it and Taken did it. You know, I mean, there's just so many different movies that have worked as standalone films that you could put a Batman suit on yeah. and put, you know, put a fucking Riddler Joker costume on the villain and it could be the same goddamn movie. 
And I, and I think that they could do such a great job at doing that if they just write a fucking good story and stop getting their fucking, uh, uh, you know, their shit and wires crossed with Warner Brothers. I mean, it, it's this is not hard to do. I don't understand why how we can have uh, a great origin with Begins and and also with eighty nine Batman and um, you know and and then Dark Knight and then go to what we've had in the last five years now is just like, what is the problem here? And the whole idea that, you know, the Avengers was a product of four other, three other characters that had trilogies or whatever started their, you know, their movies. And then we got to the Avengers and, and, and then the idea that DC is working backwards, it, it could have worked. I mean, it could have worked if they just had a good story. I mean, Boom, let's start off with fucking Justice League. Why the fuck not? You know, just have them established already and then, you know, work your way backwards. But it seems like they're still they're stepping on their own toes uh, with, you know, with Justice League. I mean, you're getting introduced to, you know, three other characters that we've never seen before. And for the most part, Cyborg worked, you know, and and, and that was fine. But it it just it. I don't know. These already established characters like Batman and Superman, their stories weren't worked, didn't work right with what we've seen before. I mean, with with Man of Steel and then BVS, it was like everything was, they're they're backwards and they're forwards and then they're trying to reestablish and now they're backwards again with Wonder Woman and that worked, but everything just seems very out of place. And I think that they, they don't have their puzzle pieces all cut right you know what i mean and nothing's fitting together and i and i think that they are ultimately was just they're playing catch-up to marvel and it's it's sad that they it feels like they they have to do that they 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 don't and it's like they're trying to prove something but they don't have to you know they just need to make good films and i think uh, marvel just had the you know they had the right timing and it's you know there's just the luck of you know the timing that they had and uh, Iron Man success and everything worked out, but we were in the middle of Nolan's trilogy and, and they wanted to move away from that. And man of steel did all right. And they're like, hell, we'll just stick with that. And then it just, it, it just, uh, they went too fast. They, they skipped too many steps, you know, and you just, I don't think you can do that. And I, and I think that's where the universe uh, suffers. I totally agree. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I don't think Warner Brothers really has a solid plan other than no. make money off these movies. It's like, well, to do it, that, you yeah. need to give us some good storytelling. And, it, it's and, a and the tickets will sell themselves thing. because the characters are already so well known. But if you don't right. give them a good sandbox to play in, if you don't give us a good narrative to go off of, it's, it's going to suck. And, and I think it's, it's selfish. And it's money hungry um, of, of them to, to, to just like, let's put this out. We'll make a lot of money. And it, I mean, I, I just it's 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 sad. I mean, it really is because it's like Warner Brothers has all these great little properties in uh, video games and uh, these all these other little side mediums, uh, you know, with the TV shows and and the animated stuff, and then with their movies, it's just like it, this is just a money pot, 
you know, and the other stuff is where we kind of have all our respect, but it's the main characters you're throwing out in the big screen that you're just, you know, you're, you're fishing for everyone's dollars and it's like, they don't care. Um, it's like the studio is, uh, I don't know. The, the studio is giving out pieces of the universe that are doing very well, like with the comics and with the, the TV shows and games and stuff and everything's great. And everyone, a lot of people really like them and, and, and they have lots of fans and people stick around and are ready for more and everything. And then when the movies come out, it's like the same thing, but then we're all just disappointed because it, it's, it's not what, you know, it, it, it's not what we really want. And it, it's, it's rushed or it's not well thought out. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm just not saying <laughs> right, but I, this shit got crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just, it's just it's not crazy. working out, you know, and, and now it's even harder to try and start over, you know, because people have this bad taste in their mouth to go see, you know, go, go to the theater and, and see oh, these, yeah. movies, you know, and, and now it's going to be even harder to either continue or start over. And I, and that's what's sad because I love these characters too. I, I really do. I mean, I love the shows and the games and, uh, I want to love the movies. I really like Man of Steel, and I loved Wonder Woman, and I think there was a lot of stuff that they could have uh, they could have done, and they had a lot of potential. And then it's just the choices that were made were just not something that I think the majority of people really wanted, and that sucks. People are pieces of shit. <laughs> they make that. the I mean, no you can't argue that i mean people make them i mean i was having this uh talk uh earlier on another chat with a buddy um about i was uh connected to certain online groups of you know people that had struggled stuff um and then kind of been on the outside of it and it was a weird thing, but it's like uh, people are pieces of shit. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, we need superheroes. Yeah. To, to bring it back to that, we need yeah. people that are going to stand up and go, you know what? Treating women like shit is not okay. It's not good. You know, I wish we had a Captain America now. That sure. could stand up for it and be like, fuck, yeah, I'm here to fight for the people. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, he, you know, little kid bitch, but he's he could be helpful. You know, for all you Spider-Man fans <laughs> out there. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a direction Man, I'd like to. <laughs> you know, Iron Man. Iron Man's okay. big dick bag. He cares about nobody but himself. But. <laughs> Okay, so oh so boy. we're oh we're boy. approaching we're approaching the end of our episode tonight. And, <laughs> oh shit! Already we're we're already up the two and a half hour mark, so we're cruising right along. But uh, whoa, one thing that we have only really... two and a half hours. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'll shit on all your superheroes all night. Oh, oh my okay. god! It's it. Well, the cool thing about these group episodes is you know it is good to get varying opinions, so it, it's all good, and. <laughs> 
Yeah, you might get some messages two. from you might get some messages from some Spider-Man fans after they hear this. Though, so you can be be prepared Spider-Man's and put your bitch. big boy pants I hope on. Add that on there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get all the DC hate. Yeah, do it. I'll get the Spider-Man hate. He's a bitch. So. Okay, well, <laughs> so I'm gonna change directions here a little. Tim, I think I know what your answer is gonna be, but if you could have a superpower, which one would it be? Oh, it'd be, um, um, you know, it's tough for me because I look at Spider-Man and I'm like, he's such a giant bitch. So I'd go with, uh, flash speed. <laughs> I'll take super. I'd, I'd love to be connected to the speed force. Speed force would be a good one. It would be pretty cool. I mean, cause you're not just fast. You're like your brain's fast. No. Yeah. As long as you don't cut out that Spider-Man being a bitch part. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I'll cut shit on. out of these episodes. No, but you were Spider Man and the Force because I've already <laughs> talked to a friend of mine at work. I'm like, next thunderstorm, do you think um, you'd be willing to electrocute me to see if I can get <laughs> like, the Speed Force? I want could, flash speed so bad. Could you maybe douse me in a chemical cocktail? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, kill me if it happens. It happens. Uh, my wife took out life insurance. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Where's so, that what, uh, where uh, Benjamin Franklin becomes the Flash? <laughs> oh, that dude don't even weird. talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need that Elseworld story. <laughs> if that's the Elseworld story, I'll skip. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Ben Franklin. Uh, Benjamin Flashlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. making so, <laughs> so what power would you choose, Dante? Oh, I was just asking you the same thing. Um <laughs> I think honestly, I think if I had the choice of any like super super power, um I'd have to take a green lantern ring. <laughs> oh, that would be a I, good one. I, I I mean I have a pretty pretty vivid and awesome imagination i think in my opinion so i i think that uh i don't know i i think just having one of those power rings would be the coolest thing i you mean traitor. yeah i mean you, you go to hate the earth <laughs> you gotta go to aliens <laughs> you go to space you you know you you have all this unlimited information that the ring has and you can make things with the ring and fly. And I, I think, I mean, Spider-Man's cool. You got webs and Clyde buildings and you're fast and agile and shit like that. But I mean, you can't fly. I mean, it, to an extent you can, but you can't really fly. And Superman's too overpowered and that's just boring. But give me the boring. <laughs> fuck Superman. No but, way, I want that. Are you shitting me? And you can't fly out into space for an extended period of time. And I mean, I don't know. I, I think I like the idea of staying human, but having this power that can protect myself and still travel around the universe with. And I think that's really cool because I, I haven't changed my physiology, you know. Not not that, that would be bad. It'd be awesome to be fucking Wolverine and have fucking claws and heal from anything but you know it's it's kind of torturous <laughs> you know i can yeah. turn the ring off it's done know? if superman's around it's done 
Right? See, if that that would be the power that I would want. Give me the power of a Kryptonian on Earth. That would be the shit. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it's like the invulnerability and super strength thing. I always think that's really cool. And, um, but I, I did have a hard time choosing because it was either going to be Superman or Spider-Man, but Spider-Man is purely selfish just because I'd be able to climb anything. <laughs> It'd be like just climbing the hardest grades possible. And they're like, how is that fat guy doing that? <laughs> oh man, it's the power! It's the power! It's the power of the stickiness. <laughs> You're not going to be in Life Magazine, but it's the power. Life Magazine. <laughs> I got it right here. Rise of the Superheroes. You motherfuckers ain't going to be on it. <laughs> no shot in hell. <laughs> we even got the bitch Spider-Man on here, but whatever. I'll give it to his, his fans. Give it to his fans. <laughs> well, Fuck other than Wonder Spider-Man... Woman's on here, though. Wonder Woman, she should be on the cover because she's gonna whoop everybody's ass. But <laughs> okay, so so other than Spider-Man being a bitch, <laughs> are there any other final thoughts? <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. Oh no, <laughs> Spider-Man is a bitch. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. <laughs> these, <laughs> these thoughts are expressed by Tim Arnold expressively. <laughs> yeah, don't Do not necessarily it, reflect don't, the views of I mean, StarCast hey, as a whole. Hey, I'm looking at Life magazine, and it says, I mean, yeah. Spider-Man is a bitch. <laughs> He's a bitch. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Any oh, final man. thoughts, Nancy? I had a great time being on here. <laughs> when everybody hates me, I get it. No, no, no one hates you. Oh, they won't yet because I haven't yet. But yeah, uh, no, he's a fucking bitch. You can add that right. I'm gonna add a fucking right into that. He's a bitch. Joe, uh, so you're gonna have to like. Listen to this episode and count how many times. <laughs> I mean, look it could be it. a drinking game for this one. Right? <laughs> wait, wait. You guys are, aren't going to agree Spider-Man's a bitch? No. <laughs> no. I don't this this Spider-Man, this, this Tom Holland homecoming Spider-Man, he's a bitch. I liked him. <laughs> I did. I thought he was uh, wonderful. Like, I, I need to watch Homecoming again. <laughs> I haven't even watched Last Homecoming, week. just to be honest with you. I'm looking at my Life magazine. It's Rise of the Superhero and Spider-Man's on there. And I'm like, nah, he's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, you name, you, you name somebody MJ and her name's not even MJ. The fuck? I mean, she's got a middle name with a J. No, no, just, you know, I, I want to watch the movie. I really do. I want to be like, oh, this movie kicks ass. But then I look at Spider Man and I'm like, nah, he's a bitch. 
I wish Michael Keaton vulture. <laughs> I really do. He almost did. I I my support is for Michael Keaton. So. <laughs> I wish they just ended this Spider Man crap. <laughs> Took about another ten years off, and we're like, oh. It's been ten years. Maybe we. Maybe now we should try Spider Man. No, no, no. It's crap. It's crap. So if 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 they did if if they did an adult Spider Man in this movie, and he was already married to Mary Jane, and it was like the nineties Spider Man, you know, uh, would I be up for it? Yeah, would he still be a bitch? <laughs> dude, dude. Who the fuck is going to play Spider-Man marrying Mary Jane? We'll have to that show it. What happen. was that? <laughs> he's the, he's <laughs> See, that was explosions because it's like, who the hell's going to look at that story? <laughs> Who's going to want to watch that crap of a movie? Explosions. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to watch it. What the hell's breaking loose over here? See what you guys did? I feel like this has really devolved. <laughs> no, you caught on that Spider-Man is my least favorite superhero. I have a feeling that Spider-Man might be your least favorite superhero. Oh, Spider-Man, I... I you know, <laughs> what really bummed me out about Justice League was that they made... It's like uh, they filmed Justice League with The Flash, and they were like, hey, Spider-Man's really funny, let's make The Flash funny. And it fucking sucked. And uh, then I looked at Spider-Man and said, he sucks. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't, and I I didn't even watch Homecoming. I watched the trailers and <laughs> I'm not a millennial. I don't care for that millennial crap of Spider-Man's the bee's knees. No. <laughs> wow. Spider-Man was a geek. I think Spider-Man no, is the spider legs, not the bee's knees. He's the bee's knees. <laughs> Just look, everybody's wearing <laughs> Spider-Man shit now. <laughs> I thought he was going to say bee shit. <laughs> yeah, bee shit. <laughs> yeah, I got this life rise of the superhero. Let's see, Cap. <laughs> you want to talk about Captain America? He's the... Captain America's... He is the bee's knees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Joe, uh, any final remarks, Joe? Oh, we got final I, remarks. I'm just, we like, sitting not- here fucking astounded. <laughs> I'm like, what has uh, happened here? <laughs> I don't even fucking know what happened here, man. <laughs> Spider-Man guess. sucks, so I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to sprint to those final credits now. <laughs> <laughs> Dante, why don't you clue us in on <laughs> tell tell people where they can find you. Let me let me hear a little bit about your podcast. Yeah, come okay, on. Uh, so come on, Dante. Come uh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I do a podcast with my uh my Canadian buddy uh Tyler Hoskin. It's called Super Boob Tube Dudes. And uh we just uh we talk about all the superhero 
and comic book TV shows that are uh, that are on. And uh, we review the ones that are on currently and everything. And uh, we'll be back. We haven't been uh, doing a podcast since before the new year, but we're doing one on Monday. And that'll be our newest one of the year. And we're going to talk about uh, Ace of Shield and The Gifted. And uh, what is uh, there's another one on. I can't remember. But yeah, we, we talk about all the superhero and comic book shows. And that's what we do. We talk a little bit of news and stuff like that. But it's mostly just about uh, the episodes that have aired that past week or weeks if we've been off. And that's it. And we're... Yeah, we're on the um, it's a network called the Rabble Press Network. Tyler owns the network. There's about 10 different shows on there. Um, and I mean, you can search Rabble Press and, and you can find our channel, uh, Super Boob Tube Dudes on, on there as well. We're also he, he also runs our uh, our stream through another podcast that's all TV based, just called Rabble Views. So uh, if you want to check that out, too, they talk about other TV stuff as well. Uh, we're just the superhero side or comic book side. So awesome. uh, check us out. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. We have a lot of fun. Well, right on. Well, this is this has been fun. It, it got pretty interesting at the end there. <laughs> hey, fuck you guys and fuck Spider-Man. <laughs> I will never say fuck Spider-Man. I want his superpowers. No, I knew it. I knew it was bullshit when you guys were like, let's not ask Tim about his credentials. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look forward to Tim's upcoming podcast called Fuck Spider-Man. No, I mean, Spider-Man's a bitch. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Starcast drinking game for this episode. No, 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 no. Thank you guys for having me on. Spider-Man really isn't a bitch. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I'd love to fight him one on one, but <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. So. Well, if any hardcore Spider-Man a- fans you, make no. it to the apology at the end, I will be amazed. You. <laughs> you know, fuck, man. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you, John. Said. I had a blast being on with you guys. So. Hey, uh, it, it was fun. I've had a lot of laughs, guys. <laughs> Fuck Spider Man. <laughs> well, I think we can wrap it up there. <laughs> Is that it? Can I give another? Fuck Spider Man. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, uh, if you've all made it this far, thank you for listening. <laughs> Until next time, this has been Starkcast. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja, or you can check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening. Hey, I'd like to take a moment to ask you all a big favor. If you enjoy listening to StartCast, please log on to iTunes and leave me a review. It uh, really helps with visibility for the show, and um, I would super appreciate it. If you're not a fan and you want to be honest and tell me how much my show sucks, go ahead and leave me a one of those too.